This podcast includes adult content and explicit language. <laughs> I would genuinely pay you so much money. Mm-hmm. How much money do you think it would take to get Jeremy Renner's song Heaven Don't Have a Name tattooed? How much do you think you would have to be paid to get Jeremy Renner's face tattooed on you? <sighs> I mean, would you do I it? am skin right now. Would you do I'm it? I'm so skin. You'd do it for a million. Yeah, I'd do it for a million. Would you do it for 500 grand? Yeah, I think I would. I think I would. <laughs> it's it's a big one. I think I would, you know. Your entire back disfigured Who by Jeremy Renner. anyway? <laughs> Just wear shirts your whole life. Yeah, it's fine. Bye-bye bikinis. <laughs> bye-bye bikinis. <laughs> Natasha lifts up the top and it's a Jeremy Renner tattoo. Bye-bye bikinis. <laughs> It's not Hawkeye. It's wait. Did Jeremy Renner exist in the MCU? Well, we know Sebastian Stan exists in the MCU. As does Jeremy, and Jeremy Renner. Renner does. Unless we don't say Sebastian Stan exists. Hot Tub Time Machine exists. What if it's Hot Tub Time Machine, but Sebastian Stan's character is played by Jeremy Renner? Whoa! And so Jeremy Renner does exist. Got as a joke from Hawkeye a tattoo of Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Bye bye bikini. No one wants to see this anymore. She covered up the bullet wound with Jeremy with Renner. With Jeremy Renner. And yeah. got shot again because everyone wants to shoot Jeremy Renner. They accidentally shot her in the they torso. They were aiming for Jeremy Renner. They got and confused. Was, he was like sitting down, so his head was right next to her torso. <laughs> and they got her torso. Oh no. Oh, that's not the real Jeremy. God damn it. Too bad. Try again next time, 50 lads. 50 chance. You never know nowadays if it's Jeremy Renner or a Jeremy Renner tattoo. Or Scarlett Johansson, Natasha, Jeremy Renner tattoo. <laughs> oh. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the episode. Welcome. This is us from the future. Uh-huh. So, me and Margaret thought that we would be able to talk about ten characters <laughs> in one two and a half hour long episode. Mm-hmm, we did. Unsurprisingly, that is not possible. Yeah. <laughs> so we split it in two. This is part one. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to introduce it <laughs> as if it's not. I'm going to introduce it saying that we're going to talk about ten characters. We are going to be talking about five characters this episode. Yeah, the intro's already recorded. That's happening. But just to say, yeah. every time we say ten characters, <laughs> mentally replace that with five. Because this episode only has five. <laughs> yeah. And then... Next five characters will be in an episode released in two weeks' time. Yes. So come back for that. Yes. (laughs) All right. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hello, welcome to episode 13 of Character Chaos. I'm Rhiannon. I'm joined by my co-host Margaret. How are you? Hello. Hello. I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am so excited for this week. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. I, I've been ready for this. I've been waiting for this episode. <laughs> yeah? Mm-hmm. I can feel it. Yeah. This is definitely... This is, like, prime for you. Yeah. This this is the best week ever. Yeah, I'm having a great time. <laughs> best week of your life. I've watched this movie, like, three times in the last, like, week or two. And how many times overall? I'm on six times I've watched this movie Jesus. Now. You Twice love this movie. cinema, yeah. I, just, I love this movie. That's great. Like... Legit, my most controversial Marvel opinion is that this is my third favourite Marvel movie. I love that for you. That's great. It's just me. It's just me. <laughs> just you. You and Chloe Zhao. And that's great. Me and Chloe Zhao. <laughs> it's our third favourite Marvel It's not her first favourite Marvel <laughs> no, movie. No, absolutely not. She also agrees Winter Soldier is incredible. Yeah, because she has taste. Yes. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today? So today we're talking about 
all ten of the Eternals. So just going through the movie and just like going through each character individually. Mm-hmm. And we've also ranked them, haven't yes. we? Yes. Yes. It's kind of like, like Steve. Yeah, a little bit like Steve. And we've got a, a random generator. We've got like a wheel. Mm-hmm. And Magic we're going to pick a character at random and talk about them. Yeah. We have them already ranked in who are our favourites kind of yes. list. Yeah. But we're going to... Because we can't really think what the best way to go through this was. Like, do we go from least favourite to favourite? Favourite oh, to least favourite? That's a bit of a yeah. bummer. But it's kind of just funnier, I think, just to do it randomly. Yeah, let's just pick them randomly. Yeah. I mean, I like this movie. I'm way more like mainstream in my opinions of this movie mm-hmm. in that like it's not really for me yeah i don't think it's well things it's tough when it comes to marvel movies because there's no bad marvel movie no no there's not a bad one they're all great but it's definitely like touching the bottom for me of yeah. them because it's just you know it's it's not like an insult to this movie this movie's very good but all of them movies are very good so i guess relatively it's pretty low mm-hmm. but you know so i'll be bringing some of the more mainstream opinions to this yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just, I love this movie. That's great. It just, this movie feels like my own, like, personal dose of, like, serotonin. Every time I watch this movie, I'm just so happy. <laughs> I'm just having such a good time. I mean, it's everything you you want. It's your favourite thing, which is a superhero ensemble. Yeah. That's your favourite thing. It's got, like, all of my favourite tropes. Like, family vibes. Family vibe, like, a group of people, everyone has their own power, and they all, like, come together to, like, fight. It's got the, we're getting the band back together. It's got that trope. I fucking love that one. And, like, it's very, like, it's very character-based as well. I like the fact that the main conflict in the movie is, like, a moral one. It's, like, an intellectual kind of conflict rather than just bad guy, evil bad guys that we fight. It's, do we, like, sacrifice one thing for, like, the greater good and that whole debate that they have. I love that. I think that's so fun. I think it looks beautiful. This movie absolutely looks beautiful, especially when they actually are on site when they're actually filming like you know in location i think it just looks so good mm-hmm. i love all the characters i love them so much <laughs> great oh i love this movie <laughs> i think this movie is fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I, I'm, not, has, I'm, I'm not delusional like i know it's yeah. not perfect that's fine my <laughs> list my me putting it at third is my subjective opinion yeah that's fine like I'm not delusional, but it just makes me really happy. It's great. And it has your husband, Barry Keoghan. My future husband, yes, Barry Yeah, everyone Keoghan. watch out. Rhiannon's going to thirst hard <laughs> for <laughs> Barry Keoghan. I'm going to apologise for the person I become when we get to Druid. <laughs> oh, can we say off the bat, we're pronouncing his name Barry Keoghan. I don't know if that's right. We Googled it the other day. That is right. Yeah? Okay. Just, well, just in case. I don't know. Google's uh-huh. sometimes wrong. Nah, I just want to say. I think we could. If it's wrong, tell us. But we're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. I love this man. <laughs> I'm glad you love this man. I can't wait to get to Druig. I'm so excited. I'm okay. ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Okay, well, should we... Oh, what else do we do? Okay, so... Overview. We should say The Eternals, created by Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. It's Back an old one. Day. King Kirby. He made mm-hmm. him. And there have been... There's the original Jack Kirby run that's quite popular. And then there's also the Neil Gaiman run, isn't there? It's quite popular. That's the one I'm reading right now. Is it Gaiman or Gaiman? Gaiman, I think. Gaiman. Yeah. Literally, it's in my bag behind me, actually. Can I see it? Sure, yeah. This is lovely. Lovely style. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I really like the style of this one, actually. So those are like the really popular ones, aren't they? Of the Eternals. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Cool. And this movie was... Should say like the director and the screenplay and shit? So the story is by Ryan and Kaz... Oh, Furpo? Okay. 
Is that F-I-R-P-O? Furpo? Yeah. Yeah. And the screenplay is by them as well. Patrick Burley. I can't read names. I need you to help me. A screenplay by Patrick Burley. Okay. With um, Ryan Furpo, Kaz Furpo, and Chloe Zhao. Yeah. And obviously directed by Chloe Zhao. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, incredible. I Everything. Chloe Zhao so much. Yeah. And yeah, spoilers for The Eternals. Yes. All versions of The Eternals. Yeah. So, obviously the comics do exist. Um, we're mainly going to talk about the movie, because that, that's what we normally do here. But for the first time, we do actually have a lot of comic knowledge, which Rhiannon is going to be bringing in, because you've been much. doing some homework. I mean, you say doing some homework, I just got like hyper fixated on the Eternals for like three weeks, so I went to HMV, bought a load of comics and read them all, because nice. I wanted more content. That's great. <laughs> but we will have comic knowledge because of that. Because <laughs> I read the comics, yes. Great. Lovely. So, overview? Overview, let's go. Okay, so... The movie explores ten characters in the MCU who are all Eternals and they are created by a celestial called Erisham. They've been on like Earth for centuries and they are placed there to kill deviants and protect humans. However, they cannot interfere in human activity. Like I said, you've got ten of them. So I'm going to real quick list them. Just Druig, Makari, Gilgamesh, Kingo, Thena, Cersei, Icarus, Sprite, Fastos. And they are led by the main Eternal, Ajax. So we get like a lot of flashbacks of them like throughout history, like being a family and like saving humans together until we get to about like the 1500s where all the deviants are dead so they all go their separate ways. Then we meet them again like properly in present day and Cersei and Sprite are living in London. They are attacked by a deviant, saved by Icarus who has like come to check in on them after like a big earthquake. The deviant returning and the earthquake, they know something like dodgy is happening so they try and get the band back together basically. And the three of them go to see Ajax. Ajax is dead, and the role of lead Eternal is passed on to Cersei. They then go and see Gilgamesh and Thena, who's been living in the Australian like, desert, because Thena has Mad Weary, we'll get into that later. But while, when they're there, Cersei is contacted by Arisham, who tells her that all like the Eternal's true purpose is has been to protect humans because Earth needs a large enough population to birth the Celestial called Tiamat living inside it. The group basically decides that they're going to go and find Druig so they can put the Celestial to sleep. They go find Druig, he's been like living in the Amazon. Um, they get attacked by a deviant when they're there, Gilgamesh is dead. From there they go and find Fastos, who's been living in like the suburbs of his family. And then they go and find Makari, who's been living in their big like spaceship, I think it's the Domo, I think it's called, in Iraq. Fastos creates the Union Mind, which will c- connect all of their powers to make Druig powerful enough to put the Tiamat to sleep. However, Icarus then throws a spanner in the works and he reveals that he killed Ajax because Ajax wanted to stop the birth of the Celestial and he still has faith in Arishum and he doesn't want the group to stop this, like, this emergence. Kingo agrees with him and like he leaves and refuses to help anymore and then Sprite takes sides of Icarus so like the group is like completely divided at this point. There's a big showdown on the beach with Fina killing the deviant that killed Gilgamesh and I- Icarus and Sprite trying to stop the plan. Druig eventually decides that he shouldn't be the person to like stop all this and that Cersei instead should use her powers to turn Tiamat into marble and therefore like stopping the emergence. They succeed at this. Icarus is really sad so he flies into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you were getting so annoyed with this plot and you're like, ah, he flies into the fucking sun. He flies sun. into the fucking sun. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, Icarus things. Classic Icarus flying into the sun. <laughs> 
Um, the movie ends with Druig, Makari, and Fina leaving Earth to go and form all the other Celestials about the troop the truth of their purpose, Sprite living the rest of her life as a human like she wanted, and Fastos, Cersei, and Kingo being called out by Arisham to answer for their actions, like a final judgement. Um, that's how the movie ends, and we also meet Harry Styles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Harry for- Styles is there. I forgot to watch the post credit scene. But it's Harry Styles! I know what he looks like. <laughs> I know what that creepy goblin looks like. <laughs> It's I'm alright. It's just Harry Styles. It really there. is. Thanos's cousin, Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Brother. The brothers. Oh, damn, it's worse. Mm-hmm. I just love hearing this Manchester accent on the spaceship. It's so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Good for Harry Styles. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome, yeah. Hey. The plot of this movie is so convoluted, it's so funny. You'd be like, it's and a lot. Then, and, then, and then this is revealed. Yeah. I'm- it's quite funny. I'm relatively fine with it. I've got points here and there that I've just like written down, but other than overall. Yeah. The only one that I really, really don't understand is Druig just being like, it shouldn't be me who does this, this. it's you. You're just mad because you want Druig to have no, the final genuinely. moment. Yeah, genuinely. you are. Genu- no, honestly. Genuine. Genuinely. Genuinely. <laughs> oh, he looks so good in that scene. <laughs> well, not well, unless, unless it's him first. <laughs> Should we spin okay. the wheel? Let's spin the wheel. Please be Druig. Spin the wheel. Druig, Druig. Let's go. Um, how do I spin? Spinning. Yeah, it's random generated, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. We just put oh, it in wheel format because we're children. For the, the, the stakes of this, um, we have a thing we're going to do, which is it'll be a bit of a shame if we end on uh, the characters at the bottom of our list. Because mm-hmm. that'll be a bit of a bummer, right? Yeah. So if we end on those characters... We have promised that if we end on one of the bottom characters, we will do a little segment talking about Caron. Yeah, Caron. Caron, who is um, legend icon, Kingo's man bestie. of the hour. Caron, absolutely fabulous. So we'll talk about him. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, we might not. But that's just in case. It's a threat. So you might get Caron. You might get. Stay Caron. to the end for possible Caron. <laughs> oh my God! It is Drig. Is it Drig first? <laughs> yes. <laughs> God damn it! Yes. You are a winner. You know I'll do Druig and I'll leave, right? Oh no! <laughs> Shit! Oh wait! Oh. oh, I should have removed him. I gave you the option to remove him. All right, he's removed from the wheel officially. But we, but we got him, so we're doing him first, right? We're doing him first. Oh yeah, no, I'm not removing. I'm not making an executive decision to remove Druig from Eternals. <laughs> I think I'd kill you. All right, Druig. Right, let's go. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I mean, starting off strong. Man is number one. He's number one on the list. Like, I was going to push really hard for this because I <laughs> love Druig. But Margaret said to me initially, we'll do Druig. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Druig's first. Oh, I don't have to fight. Okay, cool. <laughs> Put down your boxing gloves. Uh-huh. Sadly, unlike Velcro your boxing gloves. <laughs> Unwrap your hands. <laughs> Basically. Do you want to give us I mean, a little overview for your husband? Yeah. Um. So he's the hottest character alive. <laughs> Um, he's played by Barry Keegan, the hottest actor alive. <laughs> um, he's he's there. He's Irish. He looks great. Um, okay, actual. You've got to give us a overview. serious. Okay, I'm trying. I'll start with a small anecdote, which is when we watched this movie together. The movie ended right, mm-hmm. and it was a whole experience. I I genuinely didn't know what to think, and I sat there for a moment, and you just turned to me, and you were like, "Did you see that Irish guy? He's so hot." And I was like, "Ryan, what the fuck are you talking about?" And you're like, "That Irish guy." That Irish guy, he is so hot. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, 
are you actually kidding <laughs> just like not that i think barry keegan is not attractive i think he's quite attractive i was just so shocked the post credit scene played and you turned to me and you're like god he was just so hot i can't stop thinking about him yeah it was yeah. truly love at first sight truly and i was perplexed but you know what love at first sight it, w- it was love at first sight me and drew <laughs> <laughs> at least that's what it said in the pride and prejudice fan fiction <laughs> My Pride and Prejudice Eternal Bayou fanfiction. <laughs> Too late. Oh, as long Mr. as Darcy you... was drunk, it was brilliant. As long as you don't out my Zemo mob boss fanfiction. <laughs> Not today. Oh, this... Go on. Give, yeah. give us a little... Should I, should I do the Druig overview just so you don't thirst too hard? Yeah, because... Uh, yeah, you're going to have to. So Druig's name comes from... Oh, yeah. So I put, like, name origins for every character because it's, like, super interesting. So so the name Druig does actually have a word. It means dragon, but I don't think that's what how it's related it's to Druig. I Druig! Think is Druig Welsh? Druig is, is Welsh, but... Druig a Welsh man In, is. like, folklore. Sorry. <laughs> Druig Jones. Druig Jones. Druig Paddy. Um, Sorry, yeah, I so... am Welsh. I'm just making fun of my own country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, so like I said, it, it can translate to dragon, but I, it's, it's pretty obvious that it means druid. Yes. Which is um, a group of... So it basically means like a member of a high-ranking class in... So like the Celts, basically. It's very Celtic. Yeah. And they're the best like, people Usually in like D&D. a religious leader or something. Yeah, cool, magical, religious people. Yeah, yeah. So that's where... Nature tree people. From. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, okay. And his powers are mind control. Yes, he's also a telepath as well. Wait, really? Yeah, he is. I learned that from fan fictions. I don't want to know in what sexual (laughs) situation that that became useful. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) I was just making a joke, but you reacted far too hard for that to be, (laughs) like, incorrect. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways. he, He is a telepath mind control man. Who has a hot temper, bad attitude, not the biggest fan of freedom of rights, generally. Yeah. I mean, if, if you don't mind me. Safest hands are my own. Yeah, yeah. He definitely has a bit of a god complex, as we a lot of people call him out for throughout the movie. But yeah. like at the end of the day, his character is that he really, really wants to like help humans. And he really, really... And he has the power to stop them from hurting each other. And he's constantly told that he's not allowed to use that power until he gets to a point where he finally breaks. And he just has to use it. That's, that's, that's his character. What do you mean, gets to a point where he uses his power? Well, he keeps, he keeps getting told by Ajax, oh, you can't... Oh, in the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, until the genocide. Right, yeah. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, yeah I suppose I, I feel like he's number one because he has a very solid conflict... Very solid character. He does stand out. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like of all these characters, he is very loud <laughs> about his feelings and therefore I understand him better than most of these characters. Yeah. He's pretty solid. I I do have so- uh, some questions about what the hell his... Not arc necessarily, but he makes some decisions in this movie that kind of confuses me, but mm-hmm. we'll talk about it. Okay. But I do think he's quite solid. I mean, yeah, I mean... I, I genuinely think he's really interesting. I think he's a really interesting person. Yeah. You said, I, I don't know, I just love his conflict. Yeah. And it's just that 
entire thing of like you have the power to stop something but you can't and he's been alive for thousands of years and he's just had to watch people get hurt around him and he can stop it and he's like he's always like this close from doing it and he can't Mm. yeah like that's gonna drive you a bit insane yeah you you just seem so we see it kind of starting with just like people fighting in a pub in a babylonian pub Mm -hmm. and he like tries to interfere but they're like no we can only interfere with the deviants and it kind of escalates as humans keep doing what they do and having war and he wants to interfere and Ajax says no. Mm-hmm. Until, like, full genocide happens and he's like, I'm just gonna mind control them all. <laughs> just, just gonna grab a few people, move to the Amazon, yeah. start a colony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose the question for me, one of my questions for Druig, which on. I can only presume you can answer since you know most about him. I'd like to think I could. Is, I don't... Does his... Do his actions come from a deep desire to help people or more a deep desire for power? Because I, Hmm. in theory, you would assume he's a hero, so they should go down the route of he wants to help people, war is bad, he's saving their lives kind of thing. But I feel like his character really speaks a lot more to this kind of like slightly power hungry aspect of him. Well, I mean, yeah, so the way I interpret his character is that he does what he does. So you can hear, like, the pain in his voice when he's saying, like, it's not war, it's genocide and all of this thing. Like, you hear, like, the pain in his voice. I feel like he does genuinely want to help people. And I kind of interpret that, like, over that, like, over a thousand years of, like, with his, like, little colony in the Amazon, like, completely secluded from out the outside world, I feel like he does get a little power hungry. So when we meet him again, he feels a lot more powerful. He feels like a leader. For me, I feel like he gets more power hungry. But I do actually have comic info for this hit me so basically um how do i put this comics druig is a nightmare (laughs) he is the worst is he an angsty teen he's an old man oh no he's old i mean he is not man just in barry kyogen skin yeah yeah (laughs) so he's an old man um oh that's why you don't like it because you can't thirst over it (laughs) No, because he's evil. Because he double crosses the Eternals. He every chance he gets. He's described as a snake at one point. In like only Death of Eternals, he's literally described as a snake. He throughout his story, right? He has helped the Mongol Empire. Just casually helped the Mongol Empire, the KGB. Oh, he's helped the KGB, and he helps Thanos multiple times. <laughs> There's an entire thing in, like, Only Death is Eternal, but they're trying to figure Wait, sorry. out... sorry, Only Death is Eternal? Yeah, sorry, it's, it's like a comic run. Okay. And there's an entire thing where, like, they're trying to figure out who has brought back um, Thanos and who has killed the main Eternal, Zura. So they're trying to figure out. And obviously they all presume Druig, because Druig is a nightmare, so they go to, like, interrogate Druig. It's not Druig. We find out it's not Druig who did it. But then we have a scene of Druig talking to Thanos, and he's basically, to sum up, he's basically saying, yeah, I didn't bring you back, but now that you're here, do you want a little <laughs> pact? Do you want to, like, team up? I mean, that completely, I think, that makes sense with Druig's character. That's the vibe I get from him. Mm-hmm. Don't trust this man. Don't trust him. Don't trust this man. I feel like he is, in, like, a very, very, very small sense, he feels a bit like the red herring, a little bit. Oh, yeah, that that could have been fun. I think if they had lent into that with this movie... Where you think he's maybe gonna betray gonna them, betray them, but it's Mr. Superman Icarus. That could have been fun. Yeah, because I think it works already with uh, Barry Keoghan's performance. Yeah. I get those vibes. Yeah, definitely. Like 
I distinctly remember like going to watch the movie again with like a friend of mine on the walk back like he said to me like yeah you know I thought for the entire movie that like the one that you fancy was going to be like completely evil was just going to turn evil Mm. and I was like yeah fair enough he's so dodgy yeah he gives off such a dodgy vibe yeah it works quite well Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you see the joker energy I wrote down. <laughs> That's why he's the Joker. Because he is in um the Batman as a little Joker cameo. Yeah, and it fucking re-sparked my Barry Keegan face, didn't it? I was just forgetting <laughs> da, 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 about da. him. Now I'm back in it. Straight back in it. Back in it. God damn it. Yeah, I feel like I I get that conflict in him. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty interesting. I suppose one of the things I actually quite liked about him is he has this energy that I really like where he feels like the most selfish character. He feels like the most, like, I'm on my own. Yeah. And fuck all of you. And it's, like, self-serving. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it really reminds me in a lot of ways of him being selfish as, like, Diego. Because he has a power mm. complex problem. He, in the moment we're talking about where he snaps during the genocide and decides to mind control people, it seems like in that moment he really is just yelling at Ajax because he's annoyed at her for telling him what to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And you get this real energy with him and Icarus that I love, which feels like Diego and Luther in the Umbrella Academy, yeah. where it's like, you feel like number two. You feel like Icarus is perfect. And I think he mm. really has this like little brother energy with Icarus that he doesn't like him. And I, I get the feeling with him that he has this like internal number two energy of like, think? well, because he yells at Icarus, like, are you annoyed that you're not Ajax's favorite anymore? Does that bother you? And well, I, it kind of gives me that vibe. That's interesting, because I get that exact vibe from Icarus. That's, I've got so many notes written down, but I, ha- I feel that from Icarus, that he feels like the number two next to Ajax. That's true. I didn't that get could... that from Druig to Icarus. I got that from Icarus to Ajax. Sure, I guess they both work. But I do have written down as well that Druig gives the most brother energy. Mm, he gives the little brother mm-hmm. snapping at your heels energy. Yeah, like the way he interacts with Icarus and the way that he interacts with Fastos. He feels like their brother, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, he really feels like he's... Because it did, it did slightly confuse me in that scene where he decides to mind control everyone mm. during the genocide, where they're talking about Fina's memory. Yeah. And Ajax is, like, suggesting wiping her memory and being like, sorry, Fina, I know you like your life, but, like, you can't risk it. And you have some of the Eternals taking her side, some disagreeing with it. But Druig is the one who sides with, no, you can't take her memories. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. You can't make that decision for her. Yeah. And then goes and mind controls a population. And I was just kind of like, I don't I don't quite get that he has a problem with you controlling other people's minds when Look, that's his whole hypocrite. bit. He's a hypocrite, that's okay? fine. All I thought was just in that scene, I think he should have sided with Ajax and been like, yeah, Thena can't risk it, sorry. Because I feel like that feels more like him being like, well, yeah, control her mind, who cares? Interesting. Kind of thing. I, I swear I have another example of him being a hypocrite. <laughs> I, oh yeah when he says um when i thought about taking over the minds of every human on the planet like vi- like violence fear greed all gone why didn't you because without their flaws they wouldn't be human i have written down not druig suddenly having morals i know i've got written down too being like oh that's a nice moment that doesn't really make sense <laughs> wait you don't have morals my dude like <laughs> yeah. no yeah i feel like there's some inconsistencies with the way he's written in this movie where i'm like wait but what <laughs> Because it's yeah, it's, I don't think he believes. It's such a strong bit to be like he is fine with mind controlling a population. That's a gr- I love it, but it's, it's a great. strong thing that then feels like they forgot they committed to. Like you've got to commit to that feeling. 
you can't really start having him be like, oh, the humans are great because without their flaws and like, Fina needs to keep her memories, Ajax. Like, I feel like they should have committed more to just like, he's fine with it. He doesn't care about other people's brains. Because otherwise he does mm-hmm. feel like a hypocrite in that sense. And it, I don't, I don't say it's a bad choice. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but you know, it, it is weird. Yeah. I feel like I, I understand Druig less because of it. This is so interesting. Like, I didn't realize that we'd interpret this character so differently because I feel like I see this might just be because I've read so much fan fiction. Maybe, but I see him as a lot softer as a person than you do. <laughs> I think you see him as comic druid with the KGB. I, I, to me, he's just this this lovely man who's never done anything. He's misunderstood. Wrong. <laughs> he's like, I can fix him. <laughs> That's literally what you're going for. And you know what? I see it. I'm. I, I think there are moments I see it, but I, I suppose I'm just leading with the more... I see what you mean. Yeah. I don't fully see him as an evil person. I guess I'm just starting with the points where it feels like he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he works stronger when he commits to, like, I don't really care about other people's minds. Sorry. My power is more important. Because also, But he's doing it to help them. He thinks he's helping people. Sure. I know he thinks he's helping them, but he's wrong in that sense. And I feel like... It doesn't necessarily make sense when he applies it differently to different situations. I mean, I mm-hmm. suppose with that scene we're talking about with Ajax, I interpreted that scene when he weirdly agrees, uh, disagrees with Ajax as like, oh, he just has a power complex with Ajax and he's really just mad at Ajax and he will disagree with her with anything. Mm-hmm. Even if it does disagree with his morals, he just wants to yell at Ajax and have an excuse to leave and mind control people. So that could also make sense. Yeah, I buy that. I buy that yeah. completely. It's yeah. just in other moments also... Like, I... Not every character needs an arc. That's fine. Like, not every character in every movie needs an arc. Mm -hmm. But in this movie, he kind of seems to maybe have one. Where, like, he's mind-controlling all the people. Mm -hmm. And then when the Deviants attack his little home in the Amazon, he's using his people to fight the Deviants. And then Cersei's like, bro, they're all gonna die. And he's like, oh, okay, I let you all go run away. And then he kind of is like, you know what? No, humans are fine as they are. I shouldn't mind-control them. I suppose my thing was, I don't really know why he changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I, I, I was genuinely asking, did I, did I miss something? Because I don't think anything happened to change this, like, giant worldview of his morals. Did something happen? I mean, I could be wrong here, but you could argue that, he, that like, he uses, like you said, he uses his people to fight the Deviant, and Cersei, like, an outside perspective is like, hey, you shouldn't be doing this, you're gonna get them hurt. And, I don't know, maybe that can get is him to change his mind? this the first time anyone has told him <laughs> that mind-controlling people is bad? And Look, he's like, you he know what? He doesn't know, okay? You know what? Because, like, I could see if, one by one, all of his people are being massacred, and he's like... He's gotta let them go. And there's, like, one person left, and he's like, you know what, kid? It's it's not worth it. But I, th- I, th- I think one person died and Cersei was like, that's not cool. And he's like, that is not cool. Humans have flaws and that is okay. And like, I, I think that's the right arc. Mm. But I, I don't, nothing happened. <laughs> what changed? Uh-huh. That's not saying it's bad. Not all people need an arc, but I, I was confused. Yeah, no, I, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah, I, I do get you. It's mm-hmm. definitely the, the right direction. For yeah. someone like his character, but I don't think anything happened. <laughs> no, not really. He's just feeling like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like everyone's sad. Gil's just died. Okay, they're all sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say for everything. <laughs> Gil is sad. Look, Gil died, so they're all sad. Okay. Don't, don't blame him. Everything's fine. <laughs> him. Um. Yeah, I I suppose. Sorry, this is on the same point. Yeah, go on. I was just gonna say 
Okay, so you know, did you watch the Nando V movies movie about Eternals? No, because I didn't. I didn't watch it. Really, I didn't because it didn't look like it was going to be nice. <laughs> so I didn't watch it. <laughs> if I like something and I see like a podcast or a YouTube video like slagging it off, I won't watch it. That's fair. I don't. I don't, I don't want to hear this. That's fair. No way. <laughs> Well, that's fair. Well, basically, he pointed out a really good point about the movie is that one detail he thought would have been better is, you know how with this movie they're going with the deviants for, like, at first you think they're evil monsters, and then it's like, oh no, they're just like us. Hmm. They actually are evolving, thinking, feeling people, and we came over and took over their planet, kind of. Yeah. And they're people. And he pointed out, like, why why does Thena just kill it at the end? Like, shouldn't it join them? Shouldn't the lesson of the movie be like, and the Deviant is one of us, and we shouldn't just kill it? And shouldn't the Deviant have been the one to, like, complete the circle at the end of them all, like, coming together? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That was his point. I thought it was really, really good. And I, I was like, yeah, that was weird. They should have committed to the Deviants being, like, you know, one of them. Yeah. And that's kind of something I've been having on in my brain. Thank you, Nanda. That was really, like, brilliant. But in my mind, if they'd committed this, I think it would have made Jurig's arc make so much more sense. Because it's about learning, like, that, oh, people are- I should respect other people's freedom. And I Mm -hmm. should respect other people's ability to have their own, like, feelings. Yeah. And, like, why am I making my townspeople kill this deviant who we should be on our side kind of thing? I think it could have helped- yeah, yeah, Because sure. that would have shifted the whole movie about morals to the centre of, like, deviants are people too. And I think it would have linked them, yeah. It would have grounded everything and would have made Druig's moral change make more sense. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I get you. He, Nando does not like the movie. However, he's not as mean as you think. Just in case you wanted to I don't to want anything, it. to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. That's fine. I think that would have been... But, I mean, I, yeah. I do like how Druig is the person to tell Cersei that the deviants are like us. I guess, like, well, I mean, another, like, massive part of, like, Druig's character, like, especially in the comics, but, like, he is, he is very smart. He's, like, very philosophical. Like, he, he feels quite wise. Obviously, he's older in the comics, so he feels, like, wiser. Mm-hmm. But, like, obviously, Festus is a smart one. I know that. But, like, Druig is also, like, he feels, he, he really, like, feels like a kind of, like, a thinker to me. He feels quite philosophical. I, I mean, feel like he would be the that person. Yeah, you know, the whole mind thing. Yeah. I feel like it does make complete sense to me that he is the person to tell Cersei. Like, and correct Cersei. Like, no, yeah. no, no, they are like us. He feels observant. I like that for his character, yeah. He doesn't feel wise to me. He feels like an angsty teen. <laughs> he is an but angsty teen. he does feel observant. I mean, well, yeah. Well, I mean, to me, he does feel like wise. He does feel like the like one of the intelligent ones. He's the first person to like properly question Arisham, well, in the whole genocide bit um, with um, sure. Ajax. He is the one to like properly question like why we're here. And he goes this whole thing and like we are just like the soldiers down there, like pawns to our leaders, blinded by loyalty. Like this whole bit that he goes That's on. That's true. Barry Keegan's performance in that scene is amazing. I love you, Barry. <laughs> but like. I don't know. To me, he does feel like the smart one there. That makes not sense. Not as smart as Fastos, obviously. Smart, Fastos is smart in a different way. Yeah. But he feels very philosophical. Yeah, that checks out. I think it would make sense to have him be like a smart thinker. I think throughout the rest of the film he doesn't, but I think it could. Yeah. I think the groundwork is there for that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. In the rest of the movie, he feels like an angsty team, but I think he could. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just like the vibe that I get from him. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if you noticed, but, like, in one of the first shots where the camera pans out and all ten of the Eternals standing there, I don't know if you noticed, but, like, they are split in half to fighters and, like, thinkers mm. on, like, one side. And, like, Druig is, like, right on the end of, like, mm. the 
you know, the thinkers, mm. you know, the intelligent well, ones, not the physical fighters. He's right at the end. Yeah, because it's like in that scene, they all fight and then the guys come down like, hey, I couldn't fight with you. Hi. Yeah. And the smart ones. <laughs> Did a great job. <laughs> they are there just like, you're doing amazing yeah. to me. Oh, it's all good now? Yeah, I'll come on there now. <laughs> okay, I'll come down now. <laughs> I'll give you a dagger. <laughs> Go on, dagger, kid. Did you want your dagger? I can give you a dagger. Hell yeah. Can't save your, your dad's life, but I can give you a dagger. Too bad. Rip that random Mesopotamian man. Can't save them all. <laughs> Did you talk about Makari? Yes, let's talk about him, Makari. Me and Makari are so cute. My beautiful, oh. beautiful Makari, did you miss me? Yes, she did. Oh, <laughs> it breaks me. It is beautiful. It's everything this man says. He's got like a really thick Irish accent, right? <laughs> everything this man says is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. And just the way he speaks to Makari, like it just makes him so much more attractive. <laughs> like I remember watching, like I watched a movie with my friend on the way back. I was just talking about how much I love Drug, and he was like, "Oh, do you not like Makari then? Because you know Drug is well, no, Makari." Well, no, because I'm not a fourteen-year-old like, girl. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not a fourteen-year-old girl. <laughs> and secondly, like it just shows to me that he is respectful of women and he loves yeah. his wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll talk about this with other characters. Big I love my wife energy. Yeah. Yeah. Love my wife. Him and Gil are the club of I love my wife. I love my the wife. The male wife. It's my favourite trope. Mm-hmm. I love my wife. It's perfect. And oh, do you know, and he has the like, I hate everyone but you trope, yes. which I yes. am so obsessed with. I mean, I suppose if observant is like a, a trait we're talking about, I do feel that in that early scene where Makari's like hanging out with the the Mesopotamian guys. Is it Mesopotamia? Yeah. No, no, it's um, Babylon and that. Babylon. The Babylon guys. And he's just like standing off to the side, like watching and he's like, mm, don't mess with Makari. Like mm-hmm. he feels like he's always observing but not being creepy. But he's always like watching out for her. Yeah. Because obviously she can handle herself. But he does step in when they're like trying to take advantage of her. He yeah. feels like he's respectfully keeping an eye on her, which is nice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Even then it's like Makari who catches like the people who are about to like, mm. you know, um, What's the word? I don't know. Rob her, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> did, Ruin did the they trade rob deal. people back in Babylon? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Ruin the little trade that they were doing. Yeah. It is, I do like a trope of two characters. You have the mental one and the physical one. Like, it's kind of like Wanda and Pietro. Like, mm-hmm. you have, like, Makari's physical fast abilities and Druig's, like, telepathic abilities. Yeah. It's a good duo every time. It's so fun. Like, oh, I'm so obsessed with the bit where, like, Druig then, like, mind controls, like, people fighting. Um... And um, and they have the moment of where Makari is like, you know, I and they, they both like call each other out of like, you're not Ajax telling you you're not meant to steal. Like, yeah, well, Ajax telling you that you're not meant to stop the humans from fighting, you know, and mm-hmm. they have that moment of like, I won't tell if you won't tell. That's so cute. And then they have this moment where like Makari like looks up and like Druig does as well. And they just look at each other yeah. and they're just looking at each other. They with, have like, that amazing like, chemistry. Oh God, they're little so like touches cute. and knocking each other about. And, don't like... get me started on. Oh, my God, Margaret, don't get me started <laughs> on the bit in present day. You're after like, you know, my beautiful boom. Makari, did you miss me? Mm-hmm. The whole bit, I'm talking so quickly. The whole bit where um, they're like everyone's just talking, like exposition. Everyone's like talking plot, and the camera just and it just cuts to like Druig. He just bumps into her mm-hmm, in the back, mm-hmm. and she just yep. looks behind yep. her and Aww. looks him in the and eye, and they're like bumping each other. Oh, and then it's oh, very cute. And then when Makari thinks that Druig's dead, uh-huh. and she like sees him, and she runs to him, and they put their foreheads. The forehead on each touches. Other. The forehead touches are such a good trope. Oh. 
all, yeah. I, all I want in life is just someone to, call, to just say my beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> and then put their forehead on mine, okay? Yeah. That's all I want in life. That's what women want. Just, it's just so intimate. Uh-huh. Delicate. They never say I love you. They never mm-hmm. make out. They. It's just so intimate, every mm-hmm. single thing they do. And that's just Chloe Zhao being yeah. amazing, the way they're directing. I, f- I could be wrong, but I'm fairly sure it was like a classic. The actors had chemistry on set. Mm. Oh, so... right. Are they not a thing in the comics? No, no. Oh, well, Macari's a man for most of the comics. So. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. And Druk's too evil to... <laughs> <laughs> to love his wife. He's too busy helping Genghis Khan. He loves Thanos, not his wife. <laughs> My beautiful, beautiful Thanos. <laughs> Don't you miss me? <laughs> Is he just Moriarty? He's so evil. Did you miss me? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I remember coming out of that movie and feeling extremely robbed that we did not get more Drug Makari content. Mm-hmm. Because they felt like some of the strongest, like, just like connection in the film. Yeah. And feeling like a real emptiness of like, what the fuck? Why didn't we get more of that? Instead, we got Icarus and Cersei, which no offense, I was snoozing. <laughs> Whereas like these guys yeah. are electric. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, too mad, because, like, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to, like, I don't want to blow my load immediately. Can you give us little bits, give us little snippets, we'll get more of them, it's fine. Can I just say, I'll, wait, I'll wait. Can I just say, I'm very sorry that I intru- I've started using the I phrase, know. blow my load. Because you got me saying it. Because it's a sexual term. Yeah. To just fucking come. And <laughs> I, I say it because it makes me laugh, and I've got, I just said, you don't want to blow your load on Drug and Makari. <laughs> I just want to say, I, I, I want to personally apologise. I accept your As apology. Margaret Turnbull, to the listener, for introducing <laughs> Rhiannon to the phrase, blood my load. Yeah. I'm I, so sorry. I couldn't think of anything else. Margaret just... It made sense. Yeah. It's unfortunate, though, that I am an influence on your vocabulary. <laughs> anyway. Oh, anyways. Um, Drew's great. Solid. Great. Um, Even though I did have parts that confused me. Every other character had way more things that confused me and Droog felt the most solid. Yeah. He's also going for the most distinct um, energy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's just, he's such a vibe. <laughs> I, I love him. He's an emo boy. He shops at Hot Topic. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I wish, I wish all the other characters had this intensity in One Direction. Yeah. He has yeah. such an attitude. I know. And everyone else is just kind of wandering around and he's Vibin. just coming in. Coming in strong. I wish everyone else was, like, as strong with this intensity. I, I love how morally grey he is, honestly. Love a good anti-hero. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 he's so unethical. <laughs> yeah, this is also well, the thing, him. is that we're recording this before Multiverse of Madness, the movie of my lifetime, mm. and there's been all this conversation about, oh, Wanda mind-controlled a town in WandaVision, she's <laughs> awful. And Drew it, did it first. Exactly. Like, people, there's been such, like, hot conversation online of, like, Wanda's a terrible person, and people have been like, no, she's understandable. Like, I mean, I personally don't care. I like characters that do bad things. Yeah. But I'm just sitting here like, guys, Drew mind-controlled people for thousands of years, Wanda did it for a week, and she gave them better lives. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but have you considered that Druig is doing it in a really hot dressing gown? I would rather fuck Wanda than Druig. Well, that that's fine then. That's, that's fine. fine. But he just looks really hot doing it, though. <laughs> I disagree. Oh, Margaret, the scene. Respectfully the, disagree. The scene where he walks out of the building and the double doors open, and you just see him, and his hands are behind his back. 
and it's like in the Amazon present day now, and he like walks down the stairs, and he just does the whole, you know, like make yourselves at home, and then oh, he just looks so keep good. it in your pants, Rhiannon. He just looks so good. <laughs> I, and then I love that for you, and I respect the energy. But man's in a fluffy dressing gown. Yeah, but when he takes the dressing gown off, right? He has like a sleeveless his top pajamas. on. He just takes the dressing gown off when he's fighting demons. Yeah, in his pajamas. Well, he's like, yeah, but he doesn't have any sleeves. Uh, that's okay. His sleeveless pajamas. He doesn't have sleeves on his top, right? And uh, there's a and scene, and farms. this is this is in every single fan edit, right? <laughs> the scene of him jumping over the deviant, and his arms are just there, and I'm like, oh my god. I love that for you. Oh, and that's in that same like bit as well. Like he says to um, Cersei, he says to her like, well, you've given me a lot of bad news in one go, my lady, and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> Druk says a normal line and I'm like, oh. he says m'lady. He tips his fedora Irish. and says m'lady. Druk <laughs> oh. would have a fedora in modern day. Let's Drug be real. Fedora. He would have a fedora. Hey, look, our ha- angsty husbands can hang out. Zemo and... You know Druk and Zemo would hang out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should just... I don't want to move on. I don't. Can hey, we just stay on him? You're on the, the right the side of history. Everyone is thirsting over Barry Keoghan right now. Mm-hmm. You're in a group of so many people. Yeah, absolutely love the you man. Form a support group. Get in line. <laughs> no one's for in Barry line for Daniel Brühl. <laughs> <laughs> just me. Just you want to go for German Lightning McQueen? <laughs> it's my type, honestly. German Lightning McQueen. German Lightning McQueen is my your type. Kuchow. Just does it for you. Grabs <laughs> my yeah, engine, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to say about Zemo? You said Zemo. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to say about Zemo? Um, sure, okay, Zemo is the 11th Eternal. Um, <laughs> oh no, he'd be so... What would his powers be? He's not even a superhero. Um, I don't know, cool coats? Cool um, coats. Anything else to say about Druig? Um, almost definitely. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't want to move on. I literally... This is a... We shouldn't have started with Druig. I regret everything. Too bad. It's all downhill from here. It's just regular looking people now. <laughs> How Not dare I. you say that to Gemma Chan? <laughs> oh, okay, that's true, that's true. They're so, all so hot, though, really. They're all you not Irish, and they're not Barry Keegan. It's like, I watched an interview with Barry Keegan the other day, and he was... <laughs> I'm so sorry. He was talking about how he did, like, so many more stunts for the movie, but a lot of them got cut, so... Oh. I guess I want to end on release the Barry cut. <laughs> <laughs> release the Barry stunts. <laughs> I want to see more of his stunts, especially if his arms are no out. No green screen required. Just show us the footage. He's like Tom Cruise. He's scaling <laughs> the actual deviants. That's not CGI. Barry Keoghan can just do that. <laughs> Barry Keoghan can actually mind control people. That's how he got his job. He just mind controls people and fights deviants. No CGI needed. A day in the life. <laughs> All right, we should move on. Okay. You can say something else. To be if fair, you I'll keep bringing him up. I've got that's a point. True. I've got a point that's like 50-50 Druig and Fastos. Should I save it for Fastos? Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Spin the wheel. Let's go. Kingo. Kingo. Yes. Woo. Okay. Okay. I love Kingo. Do you know what? Every time... This movie was a big deal, right? Coming out, right? Oh, I should say Kingo is number six out of yes. ten. Number six, played by Kamal Nanjiani. Played by Kamal Nanjiani. When this movie was coming out, 
obviously it has a huge cast. Everyone was so excited. And everyone kept being like, I can't wait for Richard Madden, Gemma Chan. Mm-hmm. You know, people people talking about all the people in this movie. You're saying Barry Keoghan, obviously. Barry Keoghan. You did not know who he was back then. I, I knew deep down. <laughs> My One heart day, knew. You Margaret. have that soulmate counter on your arm <laughs> the day you see Eternals and see Barry Keoghan. <laughs> for November 5th. You have the red string on your finger to the Eternals movie. <laughs> like a, like a, a star that matches Barry's moon, you know. <laughs> you can hear his thoughts written on your arm. Yeah. You've got the Hannah Huckey, like, rose petal disease. <laughs> All the tropes. No. Anyways. Everyone kept saying every actor was in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I kept sitting there like... I just want to see Kamel Nanjiani. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I kept being the one being like, and Kamel Nanjiani, right? Eternals with Kamel Nanjiani. I fucking love this man. He's so funny. Like, the funniest man. You can see why he's Kingo. You can, you can oh, tell yeah. he's the comedian. He's the comedian. Yeah. Like, he's literally a comedian. Like, he's hilarious. He's perfect for this. Kingo is amazing. I love him. Yeah. If this were just my favorites list, he would be like two. Um, I fucking love Kingo. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's, he's, he's an icon. Material so funny. girl. Material girl right there. I love it. Material him. girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, why not? First thing, I love that his clothes are purple. Stunning. Wait, should we do like a little overview? Oh, yeah. Go on. Um, <laughs> I say that with nothing prepared. His powers <clears throat> are finger guns. Pow, pow. Yep. Have you seen the interview of him? <laughs> and he's like... I don't know, like one of the late night talk shows. And he's talking about how ridiculous he felt for six months having to <laughs> do finger guns and Chloe Zhao constantly re- like re- like reassuring him, it'll look cool. I swear to God, I know you feel ridiculous <laughs> with your finger guns. I mean, it does look, I, it looks cool. It also looks kind of hilarious. Pow, pow. Pow, pow. I don't, he doesn't have those in the comics. He's just like a samurai. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is, that, is there anything else? Doesn't he do things with his hands beyond the finger guns? Doesn't he, like, come things in his palms? Well, like, he, he kind of, like, creates, like, the ball and, like, shoots the ah, ball. Ah, I see. So he still, like, shoots it. But, like, if he has, like, enough time, he can build up, like, that power ball. Yeah. And then shoot it. Win the lottery. <laughs> the power ball. <laughs> yeah. His power is he can win finger guns and win the lottery. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> He's hilarious. I love that his costume is purple. Mm-hmm. A lovely colour. I know Camille Nanjiani said it was his favourite colour. Yeah, it's perfect. It's great. Um, My king. My favourite thing ever is that like a lot of these characters obviously are very, very different to their comic counterpart, but comics Kingo is just as fun. Great. He gives that like fun energy. Great. Like there's a scene where him and Athena go and like interrogate Druig because um like I said, Zorus is dead. And um, they go and like interrogate Druig, and there's like a scene where Kingo literally like says to Druig, "You know, we're doing like a good cop, bad cop kind of situation. Thena's the good cop. I'm being cast against my type." <laughs> and I'm like, "I love you. <laughs> That's good. Of course, he wants to be the bad cop. Oh, I love him. <laughs> yeah, he's just as fun. He's great. I I love I love that Bollywood scene. Oh, it's beautiful. I love how they incorporate the circles. Mm-hmm. Lovely." It almost makes me laugh how much more the the, the female dancers oh, are yeah. dancing compared to him. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't think Kamal Nanjiani is a dancer. No, he got that coach though. Yeah. But he's he's doing it. He's doing a good job. Yeah. It's great. It looks beautiful. I love that he has his like Walmart um, Icarus costume to be Icarus. Yeah, and he has to be on ropes because he can't fly. Can't fly. It's the first of a trilogy. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with it. Like, well, I, I know Ajax dead and the Deviants are back, but I, I can't go with you. I've just started shooting this movie. It's the first of a trilogy. So funny. He's great. I. It's kind of interesting because I love his relationship with Karan. Obviously, he brings Karan. Am I saying that Karan? Karan? I feel like Karan. Karan. Okay. Yeah. Um, he brings Karan on like 
the whole journey with him. An Obviously icon. with the camera mm-hmm. um, for that reason. But he brings his friend. And I feel like it, it's kind of weird because we'll talk about Cersei in a bit. But like Cersei's whole thing is she loves the humans. Yeah. And I felt like she didn't really stand out for that weirdly. Because I feel like Kingo also has that. Like he's literally making movies with them okay. and making entertainment. And he brings his buddy. <laughs> and he's like, but guys, the entertainment industry. And I love movies. And my best friend. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make a documentary. And like, I love my family. Okay. And like, that's not necessarily a huge criticism. But I, I was a bit surprised when in the, um, I guess the like uh, Eternals Assembled thing, they kept being like, Cersei loves the people. I'm like, I feel like a bunch of them do. And I feel like Kingo also really oh, gives that. Interesting. Because he literally brings his bestie. And he literally like, mean, values his bestie. Yeah, obviously, like, he, he, like, he does, like, care about Caron, like, you know. But, like, the, the, the humans are, like... They're like seeing him as like a star. He is literally like a Bollywood. He's like a celebrity. Right. They are seeing him as like someone like superior, as like a a celebrity who they can, who they can like watch all the movies for for like you know the mm. last like hundred years. And like Karun is there as like he does keep calling Karun his valet. Yeah. And like Karun is shooting the documentary for <laughs> yeah. him. Like, um, Kingo couldn't shoot the documentary himself. Yeah, so I, I I do still see I I, I still I do I think he cares for the humans, but I don't I don't, I didn't get that as like a main point in his character really. Okay. To me, I just get that he just I think he just likes being a star. He just loves attention. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I just felt like it. It kind of I didn't get that vibe from Cersei because of Kingo. So I was kind of surprised when people kept talking about it. Okay, interesting. Yeah, he's he's really funny. Yeah, he's he's as much as the comic relief as you're gonna get him and Corona the comic relief. Yeah. Yeah, I just liked it. I mean, Camilla Johnny's fucking funny. I, I genuinely, I didn't laugh a lot in this movie, but I really laughed at the whole, his whole describing how he's part of the greatest dynasty in the history of Bollywood mm-hmm. as he's immortal and keeps being his own son <laughs> and keeps making more movies as his son. I think it's so yeah. funny. He looks at all the posters like, this is my great grandfather, my grandfather, my father, and me. And he just stands next to them all. Uh-huh. It's so funny. Well, I think it's quite telling in that scene how Sprite says that Kingo literally left her because he was so sick of moving. He literally left her. Yeah, I was a bit confused about that. What is she talking about? Well, like, obviously, like, some of the Eternals, like, stayed together, didn't all, like, right. drift apart immediately. And they, like, stuck together for a little bit. But Kingo was just so fed up of having to move because Sprite doesn't age that oh. he just leaves her. Did they say that? I yeah. swear I was paying attention. Yeah, they did. Oh. I think that's quite telling to his character. I feel like he is a, he's the most self-centered one there, definitely. That's why he has Oh, I feel a, like that's Druig. I feel like he's all self-centered. Druig doesn't have a private private plane with a K on it. His, his he own would though. embroidered he would, jacket. Though. He would. He has an you embroidered jacket and he's been in Bollywood for a hundred years where he's the star of every movie. Hey, he he has his priorities in place. <laughs> he has the the right uh-huh. mind. Oh no, it's not. It's not a bad thing. It's it's really fun. I love it. I maintain that Druig is the most mm. selfish. Sure. Okay. I actually genuinely liked the moment where he, because one of my main problems with this movie is that I never know what they're all feeling because we never spend any time with them. Mm. And I like that he genuinely said to Sprite that he likes movies because he liked watching Sprite's Illusions. Yeah. And that like sparked his love for movies. I think that's very sweet. I think like oh. for once the characters were like talking about how they felt and their backstory and like why they liked what they liked. I was genuinely yeah. quite moved by that. I really liked that. I mean, well, that I think that leads on quite nice with like a, a big theme of his, which is that he really, really loves his family. Yeah. He's the he's the family boy. Yeah. He wants them to stay together. Yeah, yeah. And like he is 
like the biggest Icarus stand for like, like the last half of the movie. He like stands Icarus, calling him boss, like asking his opinion. I'm I'm always oh, with you. Yeah, that he whole does have thing. that moment. Yeah, yeah. Until he finds out that Icarus betrays him, and he literally starts to attack Icarus, and is like, "You do not turn your back on your family." Yeah, and that's I think. Because obviously he learns that Icarus killed Ajax, mm. and that is like the final straw. He agrees with Icarus on principle, mm. but he will not fight with Icarus. That's true. Because that's Icarus nice. betrayed the family. Yeah, that's nice. I love that. I love that about him. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I and again, I genuinely laughed at the bit where they're talking to Jurig, and <laughs> Jurig's like you just do your dumb movies. And he's like, I've directed stuff too. And he's like, what kind of views? I don't do it for the views. So funny. <laughs> I mean, so do, funny. You, do you want me to do the bit? I can do the bit. I the, don't remember the sequence. The sequence. It's, it's like, you know, Kingo, the movie star. I've directed some things too. Yeah, like what? Some internet content. How many views? I don't do it for the views. It's really bit. funny. I love it. It's really it. good. Made me laugh. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. He's so funny. Yeah. I, I love when, like, he talks about how Corun thought he was a vampire and tried to stake him through the heart. Yeah. And Corun's like, I haven't pol- I've apologized so many times, sir. And he's like, yeah, not enough, though. I'll let you know. It's good. <laughs> yeah. He's so fun. I, I, uh, which bit? I think it says a lot about him that he tastes nice beer and immediately is like, I can put my face on it and we can sell it and make money. Yeah. I think that says a lot that about him. That was cute, him. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish we got more of him because I really like Kamel Nanjiani and I feel like he does great character work and I feel like we don't get that much of Kingo. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't feel like, I don't know, I feel like he could have been a bit more important to the plot. I was just a bit bummed Yeah, we didn't have a lot of him. We got more characters that I felt were more boring with more of the screen time. I feel like yeah. he really could have, like, he feels like such a breath of fresh air every time he's on screen. He definitely brings life, yeah. Like, we'll talk about it later, but, like, I, I do not like the first act of this movie. I don't think it works. But every when he first showed up, I was like, oh, thank Christ. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. I feel better now. Yeah. Because he's, like, the beginning of act two, and I was like, oh, thank God. This is great. He yeah. really breathes life into the movie for me. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, I, I I think it's very interesting that he doesn't agree with the plan. He just decides to not do it. Like, I think that's quite interesting. What plan? You know, the plan to, to um, put Tiamat to sleep. He's like, I'm out. I'm not I'm not fighting with you guys. Oh, yeah. 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 I, think, I think that's interesting. Because I feel like someone, not all of them are going to agree, but not all of them are fucking insane like Icarus. Yeah. So I feel like it's like pretty natural that he would just like stick a step back and it's like, no, I'm staying on the fence here. I'm not picking a side, you know? Right. He and he doesn't, doesn't join agree. the circle at the end. No, he's not there. Why doesn't he join the circle at the end? That would have been nice. Aw. I mean, maybe he did wherever he was. We just I didn't suppose see so. It. He probably did wherever he was. <laughs> that would have been funny to like go to a coffee <laughs> just shop. Just like, in Tesco's. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. That's rising from the ground. Karun's filming. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I think mean, that's really interesting. I think one of them needed to be play devil's advocate. And he did. Should we do someone else? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Cersei! Hey. This oh, will be interesting. Oh. oh, not Cersei? No, it's Gilgamesh! Gilgamesh! <laughs> it was on the line. <laughs> Yay! Gilgamesh, Oh, I go. fucking love this boy. He's number four. He's number one in my heart. I love him so much. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's my number one boy. I feel like he's... I feel like he's the most consistent. Yeah. I have the least confusion with Gilgamesh. He's very straightforward. I have no moments where I'm like, this doesn't work for me. He's great. 
He's I Love My Wife. <laughs> yeah, basically. Who's he played by? So he's played by Don Lee. Um, his powers are super strength. And his name comes from... His name is actually the most straightforward. It's just yeah. like a direct translation. Straight Gilgamesh. Yeah, from the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is a poem from like ancient Mesopotamia about a protagonist who has superhuman strength. That's where his name comes from. Um, if I look about comics... I'll, I could talk about... I, mean, I don't have that much about him in the comics. He's not gonna lie, he's kind of boring in the comics. He's Aww. known as the Forgotten One. Oh, and no! he like, no, 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 no. That's like his cool <laughs> name. It's not like a sad thing of like, oh, we forget about him. It's his like mysterious name. And he actually, he actually spends loads of time on Earth and like goes and like helps fight and like protects humans. Cool. Kind of like Ronan, but a better person vibes, you know, kind of vigilante and go around Earth and like was protect Ronan people. Tra- I was doing Ronan the Accuser no, again. again. Oh god, I was doing Ronan the Accuser. I was like, when did Ronan try and help? <laughs> Blue I, Lee Pace. When I down. think back to Blue Lee Pace, I think of him trying to destroy that planet. <laughs> yeah, right. Ronan Hawkeye. Yeah. That was just like a random comparison. You don't need to focus on Ronan Hawkeye. Okay. Um, he's still got like superhuman strength. So his powers are exactly the same. He's just like kind of seen as a protector, like a warrior. And he mm. fought with Hercules for a while. They were bros. Hercules is real? Yes. Sick. Is he hot? I don't know. Okay. It, it was just mentioned. Cool. <laughs> you can't just... I'm sorry. This is like Days of Future Past when they're like, oh, JFK's a mutant, by the way. Anyway, it's like, hold on, hold on. We are not moving on from this. What do you mean Hercules is real? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I did just casually say he he fought with a um mythological figure. Keep going. Where is this guy? And the ones that I read, they didn't talk about it, so I just got some like extra information. God damn it! I want to meet this guy. I know. But yeah, um, this Gilgamesh is fun. He's great. Other Gilgamesh is really. Did we say who's played by? Yeah, Donnelly. 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 Cool. He's great. I love him. Loves his wife. It's just I. It's just that I love my wife, male wife energy. I love mm-hmm. it. It's great. It's like big brother energy. I, I mean, as I'll say again, this movie didn't work for me in a lot of ways, but I genuinely felt a lot of connection to him and Thena. Yeah. I genuinely felt like emotional for them. Oh, their bond is so They're nice. They're so fucking cute. I love them. Like, I'm such a sucker for like. The trope of like, there's just like Brooklyn Nine Nine or Terry of like the massive, massive, muscly, beefy guy. Big teddy bear. He's just a softy. Big teddy bear. He just loves his family. He's just lovely. He Gilgamesh has got that same, that same trope. Yeah. I love it. It's so fun. He's great. He's after Athena loses it the first time. He's the one that takes her down because you know, big strong boy. Yeah. And he's the one who continues to take care of her yeah. and gives up his life to go sit in Australia with her for thousands of years. To protect her from the world, and they say like she could easily kill you, and he's like, "That's a chance I'll take." That that line to keep her safe. Yeah, that that was the entire scene is great. Like Drew just left, and he just stands there, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is happening?" He just goes, "I'm I'm gonna stay with Thena. You're not to you're like you're not going near her. I'm gonna and like Ajax like you know she could kill you. Like I'll take that chance." King, that's king shit. That is. Mm Mhm. And like. I, I love how he just lives like this domestic life with Thena in the middle of the desert in fucking Australia. And like he makes a comment of like how he asked Druig wants to put Thena to sleep so he could take a holiday to Fiji. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking cute. It's incredibly wholesome. He just I, he just cooks and he bakes. His little apron. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. I like he's not excited to see him. He's like, oh, you're here already. Cool. Huh. We doing this now? Sick. 
well, yeah, K well, Kingo does this whole entrance of like, and it's Gilgamesh pointing at the door, and he just kind of walks out like, what's up, guys? Well, because they're like, the epic hero warrior Gilgamesh in his little apron. <laughs> his little apron. His pie. And he brings out his pie. I, I always, I constantly think about that pie. Like, you know how the top of the pie slips off when he finds out Ajax dead? Mm. I always think about that pie. And you then, like, that pie? No, I don't really like oh. that kind of oh, okay. pie. But I just think always, about it. It's just very satisfying how the top of the pie just <laughs> slips just off. Satisfying. Just slips off. And then, like, he bends the pot, like the, what's it called? Pan. He bends, like, the pan that it's, like, the cast iron skillet in. thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, I, I like. I like the little subtle things here and there of like how strong he is. Yeah, that's I love fun. seeing him fight and like do things like that. Mm. I just like that they're like the deviants are back and it's like no shit. <laughs> yeah, and they just King. took one down and he's got this big cut on his arm. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he just wants people to eat his pie. Guys, eat his fucking pie. He worked so hard. Aww. But they all eat his food a little bit later on. They're all like, this is great, Gil. And he's like, thank you. His spit beer. Mm -hmm. The now, spit beer. I just love the little hand thing he does with Thena. Their little Aww. like hands together. Oh, the whole thing of like, remember and like, stay here. And... It's beautiful. They're so cute. Gonna cry. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love that he gives Thena a non-alcoholic drink for kids. <laughs> Lol, don't say anything. Uh, and he kind of like whispers it so she can't really hear and she's just having a good time. I bet she knows. She knows. She's not dumb. Oh, it's very sweet. He's just, he's got a sense of humour. He's, he's genuinely really funny. Like he's cracking jokes. Like he's, he's clearly happy to see his family again. Like he's making yeah. jokes, you know. Yeah, he is a good time. Mm -hmm. He gives big brother energy, which I enjoy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I really like him. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember when they're in that Amazon forest and he's hanging out with Thena, I was like, ah, the before I die conversation. <laughs> like, we all knew. As soon as that scene happened, I'm like, ah, rip Gilgamesh. <gasps> Rest they're, in peace, Gil. They're not killing An Angelina Jolie. They're killing Gilgamesh, mm -hmm. my king. I, it's just so obvious. Yeah. It's it's... The before I die. Mm -hmm. But it's genuinely beautiful. Like, I love how he's always reassuring Thena of who she is. And he, like, he clearly admires her. Like, it's strength admires strength. It's so... Yeah, because they're both of them are the warriors of the group. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I I love the bit when they're having the I'm about to die talk. And, like, Venus says, like, thank you for taking care of me all these years. And he's like, I'd do it again on any planet. Mm-hmm. God damn it. He even, loves his wife. <laughs> even when his memory is wiped and he doesn't know who he is, mm -hmm. she is, he knows he will still stand by her side. It's fucking beautiful. We'll do it again. Yeah. I kind of wish we'd spent more time seeing why he admires her. Like, obviously he had strength admires strength and that kind of thing, but I wish we could have seen him more of, like, talking about why he loves Thena and yeah. how much he thinks Thena is amazing. Yeah, and, like, I agree with you there. And like similarly with Thena and him, because obviously we see the cute moments of like as they're fighting, when she fights the deviant right at the beginning, he like holds her hand out and delicately like, lets her like walk off the plane. Uh -huh. And like they're very cute together. But I wish I could have like verbally heard more about him just like beefing her up and being like Thena's the best and her being like yeah. no, Gilgamesh is the best. Weirdly in the flashbacks, nice. Thena and Icarus get the most like screen time. I know. Not Thena and Gil, but you know. It's weird. It's hey, it, it, that was before they, they got together. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It does make sense that he would be the self-sacrificial hero figure. Like he dies trying to help Thena. I, mm -hmm. I get it. I just, I can't help but look at this from a dumb screenwriting perspective and be like, what did this change? You know? Yeah. Like what purpose does it serve? Apart from the whole, they could die drama kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously it makes the deviants seem more dangerous because they can kill Ajak and Gil. I think 
it's as much as I hate to say this, obviously they've got to, they, this, in the story they fight the Deviant at the end. And I don't think they could have defeated anyone else in the group. Because obviously, they'd, sorry, I've got to say, the Deviant absorbs the power of the Eternal they've yes. just killed. And I don't think they could have got anyone else. Because, like, thinking of, like, power-wise, with the exception of maybe Cersei, but Cersei's the main character, so we can't get her, you know? And, like, because it's, like, in Cena's journey to kill the Deviant at the end, it kind of makes sense that she would kill the, you know, the Deviant, which is Gil, because, like you said, strength and strength, and they both have a very, very similar power set. It makes sense that she can defeat the Deviant with Gil's powers, you know? Mm, yeah. In comparison to anyone else. Because, like, I don't think Thena could have defeated a Icarus Deviant, like an Icarus Crow, like, hybrid, or mm. an Icarus, like, Druid sure. hybrid. Yeah, I get that. You know? That's just like a... On a technical level. Yeah, yeah. That's not really just like a technical yeah, thing. Yeah, I suppose so. I just, I don't know. I feel like if they're going for that thing, like I mentioned earlier with the Deviants, where like, I feel like you should have ended it with being like, they're just like us, you know, carrying on that thread. Mm-hmm. I don't think Theana's journey should have been killing the Deviant. I don't no. think it makes a lot of sense. And I feel like, I don't know. I think I think Gilgamesh could have been a great character to have moving forward. And I don't, mm-hmm. I, I wish that at least something had changed when he died. Because I guess what I always think about with storytelling is, like, if Gilgamesh had, like, I don't know, just, like, gone away for a bit, or been like, I'm gonna go on a spaceship, goodbye, or just, like, I don't know, just not said anything for the rest of the movie, the plot would be exactly the same. I wish something had changed, you know? Yeah. Some effect. It definitely should have pushed someone, either, like, Druig or Fastos as Makari, to join them. Sure. That's probably, that's definitely what it should have done. Yeah. Or at least just, I don't know. Just something, yeah, I got what you mean. Didn't, like, a little, some, little something. I just want something to happen, because otherwise, why kill this man? Yeah. <laughs> just to make the audience be like, oh no. Very sad. Crow is evil. Yeah. Or, or even, like, I don't know, push Thena to go insane, or, like, push mm. them all to be maybe, I don't know. Maybe the conflict is that the Deviants are like us, but you kill Gilgamesh, so, uh, never mind. We're all being more, maybe it heightens the conflict. I don't know. I, I don't want to, like, judge this movie by what it could have been. I want to judge it by what it is. Yeah. And what it is, I don't quite get, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why kill my boy? <laughs> I kill my son. <laughs> I get you. I get you. Yeah. Just yeah. Rest in peace, Gilgamesh. Very sweet. I I do like the um. Is it is it Thena says he he had this quote of when you love something you protect it and that's the most natural thing in the world. That line is very <laughs> sweet and that feels like a very Gilgamesh thing. Definitely. Like I could I thought he could have been like that grounding for everyone to remind them. Yeah. If you're straying from the path, like it's fine to be human. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I, I found this like with um, Druig and Makari as well. But I just honestly, I just like seeing a Hollywood movie where like one or like two people in the couple are like older people. Mm, Both like Don Lee and Angelina Jolie are like fifty. That's you true. You never see a Hollywood like romance with two young people and like Druig yeah, and Makari. Makari is in her, her um, sorry, Laura Rudolph is in her forties. Yeah, that's true. It's just really it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. You know, I yeah. like that's like just. The, the Chloe Zhao of it all, just like yeah. making like nice, fun, like chill decisions like that. Yeah, and like you don't see a lot of overweight superheroes, no. which is super cool. Yeah. Because Gilgamesh is like a bigger guy. Yeah. And they could have just had like, I don't know, like a Jason Momoa, where you have like skinty waist and like these giant arms and like yeah. he's huge. And it's like, well, it's not that huge. Yeah. <laughs> you want somebody strong. Yeah, he's a, he's a bigger guy. I like the detail that he and Thena like moved out into Australia like a hundred years ago, so all his clothes are like old timey. Yeah. That's a nice detail. Because yeah. looking back, I'm like, oh, it makes sense. He has little waistcoats. Aww. He's nice. Yeah. He's great. Love them. He's just a solid, he's just a solid character. Yeah. 
to spin the wheel. Let's spin the wheel. Yay. Uh, Makari. Yay. Okay, so real quick, um, Makari is played by Lauren Ridloff. I absolutely love her. She's amazing. She her power is um super speed. Um, what else is there to say? Like important to say about her? She's deaf. It's cool. Yeah, she's deaf. To say? I don't think so. Yeah, um, normally we describe her character. But she kind of has your traditional speedster characteristics of being oh, yeah. quick and smart. Being fun. Well sassy. She has the she has the fun arc of that you get with every single speedster of like I'm just so bored. Yeah. It's like a pretty standard trope for a speedster character. Yeah. Like You're that's bored. what would happen. Everyone's boring. Every everything is so slow. And like I like the fact that she has like a little like hobby of like collecting all of these artifacts. I feel like she would like have this little hobby just to, like keep her busy and just to like have something yeah. to do and to like aim for. Because we see like in like her Babylon, she's trying to um, find an emerald tablet, which she then has later on in the movie. Mm. But she's trying to find this one specific emerald tablet, and that's why she's trading with some of like the local um, people in Babylon to try and like get this tablet. It's like a really fun scene, but like. I don't know. I, I, I like the fact that she, her little hobby is just she likes to collect things and yeah. she likes aiming to get this one specific thing. And so when we meet her again in um, in um, modern day, she has like all of these like random artifacts around her. Like, like, like Fastel says, like, it's like a sarcophagus in my lab, you know, mm. like loads of random little things around her just to keep her busy. Mm. She's number five on the list. She's number five on the list. Um, her name comes from the Roman god Mercury, who is the god of like messengers and travellers. Cool. So that's how that links. That makes sense. And she's normally a man in the comics. Yeah. So there's like, quite a few characters who are very, very different in the comics. And so the thing with the Eternals is that they die and then they come back. This happens like constantly. You, you never like properly, properly die. You just keep coming back. Because like you're not like alive. You're not like a human mm. being. They can just like re emerging you know and so after the movie came out very very recently they made a lot of like decisions i'm not sure who exactly but to have the character reborn as more similar to their movie counterpart so akari is originally a white man Mm. and she's reborn again as obviously looking very very similar to lauren ridloff I think there is a little plot in there somewhere where she like loses her um her hearing. I think I don't think she's born again without hearing. There's like a little plot in there that they put in, but um yeah, I wish I had more to say about comics, Makari. But where I'm up to in the comics, she doesn't have mem. Well, he doesn't have like memory right now, right. so I don't really. Right. I can't really tell you that much. That's fair. Personality wise, I mean they kind of keep that going in the movie because she doesn't do a lot, and I it makes me real sad because I like her a lot. Yeah, it's just time, isn't it? Like, just kind of sad. They yeah. they really focus on her abilities, which I think is very cool because they do something that I'm very fond of, which is in a lot of superhero movies mm-hmm. in the past they've visualized looking at super speed through slowing down time. Yeah, which is always awesome, and obviously that scene in Days of Future Past is awesome, and like I get it, but it's nice seeing a change of she's always at full speed. Yeah, it's obviously harder to do, but it looks cool. And she's like, you get the gauge of like just how fast she's going, mm-hmm. which really works. It, yeah, I think it looks great. I think it, yeah. it works really well. It is an interesting choice that she's not zipping around all the time. You kind of get this feeling from a lot of like speedy characters. I feel like you see in like like in Invincible that TV show, like they're always moving mm-hmm. and they're always like constantly zipping around the frame and in the room and they're, like they're doing everything. I think it's an interesting choice that she's not. 
She's yeah. kind of just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Just a nice choice. Uh-huh. I like that she's fun. She's kind of got that mischievous quality that most speedsters do. Yeah. Which is nice. It's nice seeing that in a woman, because often women aren't afforded those kinds of flaws. Yeah. Because they're viewed as bad. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I love that she's deaf. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Deaf actress. Awesome. I love that she just steals shit. Yeah. We see that with Peter Maximoff as well. He's just stolen a lot of shit. Probably just out of boredom. Captomaniac. We had that with, with Makari as well. Yeah. I love how like they're all like looking through her things and Kingo calls her Miss Havisham. She's mm. just been sitting there. I also really like that she has stayed in... So she is in Iraq in present day, which is where Babylon was. And she stayed there, I think, because that was like the last time they were all properly happy. So she just parked the like the ship in oh Babylon God, no, that's and so stayed sad. in Babylon. Although she's oh, been like fuck. leaving to get things. Yeah, she would. But like, oh fuck, she's just been in Babylon because she's just waiting to go home. Like, like yeah. she sees her family again for the first time in, tha- in like a thousand years, and she doesn't. Be- she isn't like, oh my god, hi, how are you guys? She's immediately just like, oh, we going home? Mm. And nice. like the face when like they they tell her like, no, we're not going home. She's like, oh for God's sake, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> More of this, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> she's obviously amazing chemistry with Druig. Mm-hmm. Kingo's a hater. He says that, I don't know what this is, but it's gross. I'm like, fuck you, Kingo. <laughs> it's so funny to me that, that him and Fastos just didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> this whole time, they're like, oh my god, is this? This is a thing? Great. They were not subtle. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose, I mean, she's great. I really like her. I like her little braid in her hair. It's nice. The only thing is, um, during the, um, like, the behind-the-scenes Eternals assembled thing, you know, they ask all the actors describe the characters in one word, and all the actors go, fast. I noticed that. And I was like, you know what? That's kind of the problem here. <laughs> that's fast. kind of unfortunate, is they don't give her anything else. And, like, I don't think that's yeah. their fault, but I think that's kind of how this shook out. You know, whatever yeah. changes you could make, this is what happened. And we don't, I don't really know much about her. Yeah, I can tell you, like, basic level traits. But she's definitely the person I'm most excited to see more of. Yeah. I want to learn about you. That'd be nice. There is a deleted scene of her in Sprite oh, okay. where she talks about how, just how much she really likes humans and how much respect right. she has for humans for um, being defeated by Thanos and then coming back to f- to get Thanos and like mm. having that perseverance to get Thanos, obviously in Endgame. So like there is like a little bit more there. We just learned why she likes humans, which is quite yeah. nice. She has like admiration for humans, that for, like, makes perseverance. Sense. And it's kind of interesting because most speedster characters, you know, don't care mm-hmm. because everyone is agonizingly slow to them. So it's kind of an interesting trait that she's more affectionate in that sense. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Well, I feel, yeah, I do feel like she is like quite affectionate, like especially compared to other speedsters. Like I, I, I paused the, the, the like one second clip where, um, Cersei and Icarus are getting married and the camera pans over to like the, the eight mm. of them standing there and she is genuinely looking at them like oh you guys this is so fucking yeah. cute and she's and Ajax like crying because she's so happy for them <laughs> yeah. and Makari's standing next to Ajax and is like comforting Ajax so I think she nice. does have that affectionate nature about her yeah I suppose that's also the thing with her is you don't get a lot of time with her and I don't really know how she feels about the other Eternals kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she knows how she feels about Druig. And I suppose that's something about how yeah. she feels about Ajax. But, like, I kind of, I don't really know how she feels about everyone else. I think I would have, like, because everyone has, like, you have, like, Gilgamesh with the big brother energy. And you have Icarus with that angsty energy. Mm-hmm. And, like, Cersei kind of has that natural leadership quality. And, like, Druig has that, like, little brother energy. I kind of wish I knew where she fit. Yeah. Because I don't think she quite does. Weirdly. Even though I like her. Yeah. No, that would have been nice. Yeah. I... I remember watching and being like, I couldn't tell you why she's on what side. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you there. 
we do get to see her beat the shit out of Icarus. That's a genuinely awesome visual. Mm -hmm. Is watching her speed across the beach and then attack him from all sides multiple times in like a second. Yeah. It's fucking great. I'm so obsessed. My favorite thing they do with her in this movie is her power, which is very cool. It tells me absolutely jack shit about her. But it's very That's cool. so cool. I like that she uses her power all the time. She's always, mm-hmm. like, um, helping people get out the way, pulling people out the Getting way. People, yeah. She's doing that a lot. Like, I think in um, one of the Babylon scenes, she's like, mm. grabs Kingo out the way. Mm-hmm. And I like how that she's like, no, she just, like, knows how to, like, save all of these people. Yeah. They they do I mean, a really great job with her power in this movie. I just don't think they looks, do a lot with her. It looks great. Yeah. It looks great, though. Anything else? Oh, the scene where she she thinks Druig is dead and she just screams Ooh. on that beach and she sees Icarus and is like, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. Fuck this shit uh-huh. up. I have like written down like, go on girl, go avenge your man. <laughs> go on. I mean, there was a part of me, I don't know about you, but when I was watching that scene, I was like, I mean, Druig's fine, right? There's no I body. I remember what I thought, to be honest. I mean, I was like, oh, Druig's down for a minute. And I was I was just sitting like, Makari, it's all good, girl. Makari. I'm, I'm loving this energy. But like, it's all good, He's my good. dude. I love Makari. I think she's really fun. Makari's really cool. <laughs> it makes me so sad that we don't see a lot more of her, but like, I'd like yeah. to see more of her in future. I want her to hang out with Evan Peters, Pietro, please. And then mm-hmm. Drew can hang out with Wanda. It's amazing. Love it. Love it. Love them. Let's spin the wheel. Mm. Oh boy, Sprite. Oh, let's Ooh, go. boy. Let's oh, go. oh, oh, yeah, we got Sprite. It was very close, but we got Sprite. You announced them so early. <laughs> well, because it, it stops, right? And I announce it, and then it moves a bit more. Like, oh, uh. uh. <laughs> it's Sprite. Okay. Who boy. Sprite, bless her. She's nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten on the list. A fact of life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel bad because, like, the actress is so young who plays her. I just yeah. want to say, I think she does a great job. I don't want to come across as mean. She's great. You're great. I feel bad. It's not her fault. She does a great I job. I feel like her performance is brilliant. It's great. Like, I think it's really good. I really like Leah McHugh. Um, I feel like this is where we agree the most. Yeah, probably. So do you want to hit me? Um, so Sprite's power is that she can, like, shapeshift and create illusions. So naturally, she's mis- mischievous. We talked yeah. about this with, um, little shit, in Kanto, how every, like, shapeshifter is just... A mischievous little shit, you know? Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, her name comes from... So it's not like a specific figure. It's just a reference to like fairies and pixies and folklore in general. Oh, I see. So Sprite is like a kind of... That's fun. She's quite like small. Pixie, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, same thing happened with Makari. In the comics, she is originally a male character. Oh, right. And then obviously when she's reborn again, um, she's a female character. And is that after this movie or another run of the comics? She's a woman or a girl. I, th- I think it's after this movie. I okay. think it's very similar to Makari. Um, she's actually, she's quite similar to her like counterpart in the MCU. This version, MCU Sprite feels more sad to me. Comic Sprite is more, just a little shit. Mm-hmm. She's just a little shit. And, like, it's, they have very, very similar goals of, like, I hate being a teenager. I want to, like, grow up. I want a new mm. body. I want to start again. Like, I'm fed up. I want to start again. And she, in the, in the comics, ends up, like, betraying the Eternals to, like, get to that end goal, mm-hmm. basically. And leads to, like, the Eternals dying and having to, like, re- reborn again. It doesn't work. And so it's a bit, it's a bit of a nightmare. But um, it's really fun because the, the, the main one that I read, only Death is Eternal, 
this just happens and so no one trusts her everyone doesn't like her and so icarus has to like babysit her for this entire plot basically okay and so like he's like trying to get the plot done find out who killed zerus like find out why thanos is back and just sprite is just tagging along for the entire time because they just don't trust sprite after what happened mm-hmm. she's just really not very trustful at all like i said just a bit more of a little shit mm-hmm. basically yeah yeah i feel like when I was listening to people talk about the making of this movie and they kept talking about the themes of this movie and they kept saying identity. I was like, what? And I was like, oh, with Sprite, I get that. Yeah. I feel that. But obviously it's a very different reason, isn't it, from the comics. They make a choice that I don't think either of us are particularly fond of. Yeah. What are her motivations in the comics? It's just, I don't want to be a teenager. I want a different body. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to, I want to grow up. In the movie, it's that plus she's in love with Icarus. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very odd. I am I mean, I haven't read every single comic. That might happen in the comics as well. Don't hold me to that. But it's a big part of this movie. Yes. I still believe that her intentions are still, I want to start again. And mm. I want a new body. But yeah. it's also, I'm in love with Icarus. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really big part of her character in this movie. Also, just romance in general. Like, we first see her with an illusion of an, an older woman mm-hmm. talking to this guy and flirting with this guy, and then when he touches her, he realizes it's an illusion and she leaves and she looks sad. And, like, romance is a big part of her character, and that feels like a big well, part of her motivation in this movie. Yeah, definitely. Like, in like a, a similar scene, she is, like, encouraging Cersei to move in with Dane because that's something that she would love to do. She'd love mm. to, like, move in with a boyfriend who she loves. Yeah. You know? And she's encouraging Cersei to take the opportunity to be with Dane. Yeah. Just to kind of, it almost feels like, live vicariously through her in a mm. way. Yeah. You know? And it does, it does go hand in hand with the growing up thing. Like, it does make sense. They do fit. They do kind of lead into each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there's a big stigma around like women having plots involving romance because there's this kind of like, I feel like there was that like 10 years ago recent like almost feminist thing of like women should never have romance involved because <laughs> yeah. that's regressive and like women can do romance things. It's fine. It doesn't it's make fine. them any less of like a strong woman. But I, I, I don't think it particularly works in this story because when I... When I watch this movie, all I get is that she wants a boyfriend. And, like, that's a fine motivation. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's a much stronger thing to have her want to be an adult and change her entire body. Like, I get that it's sad that you can't marry Icarus. But I think it's even (laughs) more... I don't know why you want to marry Icarus, but you're on your own there, Sprite. Sure. But it's even... I actually feel the devastation and the frustration of I hate the body I'm in. Yeah. And why can't I just... And, like, the willingness to give up immortality just to get this thing once just to feel this yeah. life once like i feel like that's devastating it's pretty sad and they don't really choose to focus on it no i mean yeah it, it definitely does like the the romance thing does come up a lot more throughout the story i will say i am very glad that in her her like big speech at the end she doesn't say to she doesn't she basically she stabs cersei in the back figuratively and literally and she goes on like this whole thing once like earth is destroyed we can start again and so i am quite glad that they went down the route of like in in those final moments i feel like her motivations are i do want to start again yeah, they bring it because, back to the main issue yeah because obviously you know sprite's not dumb she knows that if earth dies and they all die 
their memories will be wiped and they'll start again. She won't remember who Icarus is. Icarus won't remember who she is. So she, she's mm. not. So her final, final moment, she's yeah. not doing it for a chance with Icarus. Yeah. It is to start again. Yeah. If she wanted a chance with Icarus, she would be on the side of let's not destroy Earth. Yeah, her monologue at the end does bring it back around to the important issue. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it makes sense. I Surprise personality is fun in this movie. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of enjoy her energy. Yeah. But I don't, I don't like her. Does that make sense? She kind I of annoys you. me. I get you. Like, whenever she's around and she's being a bit of a dick, it's fun. But I'm also like, Sprite, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sprite, go away. Sprite. <laughs> like, she really brings a moody energy mm-hmm. to every situation. I'm like, Sprite, can you stop being a bit of a dick, please? Yeah, I, I, I do prefer comic Sprite. Yeah, and the I whole, do. like, Kingo coming out being like, you're Tinkerbell. Because you love Icarus. Like, mm. it comes out of left field. It's so weird. And it's... You, you can see it looking back, to be fair. Yes. Like, when Icarus shows up to save the day, she immediately she's is like, very happy. Icarus, and runs And she's, like, leaning hug. on his shoulder in the car. Mm. And, like, she's always, like, with him. But it... I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I find it a bit odd that we don't know how Icarus <laughs> feels. Like, th- there was definitely a moment where we were both watching it like Icarus. Icarus, hold on. No nonsense. No nonsense, Icarus. 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 By the way, nonce means pedophile. It's British <laughs> slang, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it gets weird. We don't know how Icarus. Icarus mm. never tells her. I suppose she never tells Icarus. But Icarus never really, like, lets her down nicely. She never tells him, which is a bit weird. I think that could have been interesting. Yeah, there isn't closure from. No. On that bit. But I find her quite annoying throughout the movie. No offense to the actress's mm-hmm. performance. She's great. I'm sure she's doing exactly what she's told. She actually gives a very nuanced performance like a teenager. It's I pretty amazing. Good, yeah. I think she's really good. However, that monologue at the end with Cersei, I really like. She gives a whole speech about her motivations, and I feel like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It feels genuinely really devastating. And she's like, the humans remind me of things I didn't even know I wanted. I think that's such a devastating line. It works really well. And she would give it all up. Her whole immortality, her like cool superpowers mm-hmm. to know in the end that I've lived. That like, line. It genuinely, I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Sprite, I actually feel this character. It, it really works. And then yeah. my favorite moment of the movie becomes my least favorite moment of the movie as Jurig interrupts this monologue <laughs> by smacking her on the back of the head and she flops to the ground and he's like, well, anyway, laugh track plays, basically. <laughs> Come on. You're going to kill me, right? But I am so obsessed with the way that he says, well, that was very moving. And it's like Irish accent. I'm, I forgive it uh, immediately. He like knocks her out and I'm like, Druig. And then he says, well, that was very moving. I'm like, oh, it's okay. I respect the horniness. <laughs> I really do. I respect it all the way. Mm-hmm. However... Fuck them kids. I can't help but hate this entire movie for this moment. I can't, because what the fuck is happening? This really, honestly, there's something about the cinema experience, mm-hmm. right? When you're sitting there and you take in everything. You're like, everything is great because the cinema is so fun. I sat there in that seat like, get me out of this fucking cinema right now. <laughs> get me out of this room. Oh my God. I was angry mm-hmm. because like, I get that Marvel is fun. And quippy. Yeah. And I, I'm sure this is not what anyone <laughs> wanted. I'm not saying this is like Chloe Zhao's vision. Uh-huh. I don't know who put this moment in there. Whoever they are, well, I don't even know. I'm sure Marvel movies are hard to make. It's like a huge collaborative effort. I'm sure there are so many limitations on what Chloe Zhao's vision was. But this moment I hate so much because throughout yeah. this movie, I, I really struggle to connect with all these characters, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't spend enough time with any of them. And in this moment, I was like, finally... 
I actually get to know what the hell Sprite is thinking. And she's telling me about her motivations and they turn it into a joke and they cut yeah. her off midway through. And I just, I don't know. I'm not, this is, this is not my point of saying this movie is bad. I don't think this movie is bad. However, I find Sprite so frustrating for this reason because I mean, of this moment. Well, what would, okay. Well, what would you suggest then? Because Sprite had to be stopped, right? I mean, sure. They had to. St- she was creating more volcanoes and just stabbed Cersei. If like, if they didn't stop Sprite, Cersei wouldn't have been able to do what she did. Like, they had to stop her. Uh huh. So, like, would you? Do you think that she should have just like talked longer? My answer is writers figure it out. <laughs> not my job. Just not this. <laughs> do Damn. not undercut your emotional moments. Uh huh. Okay. I did not write this script. They could do anything. Do you know what? anything Mm -hmm. do not undercut your fucking emotional moments for a joke (laughs) don't do it even if barry keegan says it even if he is even if really hot richard madden or gem no no they could do anything Mm -hmm. do not undercut your emotional moments Mm -hmm. i will die on this hill (laughs) however i think what's the name of the actress again leah McHugh. leah McHugh. yeah she's great in this monologue love it Yep. I finally understand Sprite. I felt like they finally got there, you know? The romance subplot, I didn't care. I don't think that's a particularly great reason to betray your family. <laughs> it's literally... <laughs> she turns what, on a dime. What do I have written here? Um, I swear I had something funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I literally have written down here. Imagine simping so hard for Icarus you let the world die couldn't be me. <laughs> be anyone but Icarus yeah he killed Ajax Icarus is like hey hey lads I killed Ajax the world's gonna end lol bye and Sprite's <laughs> like hold up let me join you out of nowhere Sprite no and like if you're gonna use the romantic triangle subplot at least like bring it up I want to see the characters be tense I want to see how Cersei feels about it and Icarus feels about it and then the tension <laughs> breaks at this moment where she finally betrays them to be with Icarus or whatever but I feel like she never told anyone Kingo made fun of her mm-hmm. and then she was like I hate you all I'm gonna go watch the world burn to be with Icarus sit with Icarus who I'm, gonna- I'm not even gonna tell like what if she'd then taken that moment and been like Icarus I love mm-hmm. you and he's like oh Sprite no this is not what this is but no, she never mm-hmm. even does that. She just mm-hmm. sits with him. Like, huh. And I that, mean, oh God, I'm sorry, can I just say that? That, that moment is so awkward. <laughs> She's sitting with just sitting there by the volcano like so. End of the world, huh? World's ending, huh? <laughs> Killed Ajax, huh? Icarus Sometimes. is the worst conversationalist. Oh you my do not God. want to hang out with him. How did Cersei like stay with him for like 5,000 <laughs> I don't fucking understand. <laughs> so boring. But yeah, I mean, I, I think they should have just taken that out completely. Yeah. Because... Like, like you said, you know, the, the what they should have done then is have Cersei bring it up and have, like, Icarus bring it up, how, have Sprite tell Icarus how she feels. But I don't want that conversation. No. What's, what's so, the point? It's so noncy. It's, it's just, it's too close. Why is, you spend so much time mm-hmm. making sure we understand that Sprite is a mental child. And, like, look, I, I'm fine with weird things happening in stories. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with, like, children having crushes on adults. We all have it. But why Why are you making it the central theme of this movie? It gets so weird. I just it's don't so get weird. it. It's so weird. Just yeah. have her conflict be, I want to be a fucking adult. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's all we need. That's like genuinely quite devastating. But no, she's in love with Ikra. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, that, that, just take it out. Take just it out. Don't. Take it out. Take it out. Just don't cut do that. it. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut the cameras. No, thank you. I think it would have been just way more interesting. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I also wish we'd seen her, like... I don't know, I, I like the quiet frustration, but I kind of wish we'd seen her be angrier. Like, blow up more. Her, she should have, like, the moment when she says, I'm going to go with Icarus, let her explode. Let her sure. just... Maybe that could have been her moment. Be like, instead you know what? Of, well, that yeah. was very moving rock. Be like, I've been telling you all for centuries how frustrated I am. None of you listen to me. None of you mm-hmm. have tried to appease me. Fuck well, all of you. I'm taking my last chance, which is this giant celestial. Yeah. None of you helped me. That's what she should have done in that moment. Or even, like, earlier in the movie, have her, like, feel like she's on the edge. That she could betray them at any fucking moment. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And then make, like, Druig the red herring or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I try not to judge movies for what they could be, what they actually physically are, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't love this for Sprite in what it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Take out the romance, have her have a bit of, like, a meltdown at one yeah. point. Love, lovely solid. I want to feel her frustration a bit more. Yeah. I do like her clothes, though, throughout the movie. Me too. Like, I feel like they talked about it in the um, behind the scenes assembled thing, how they try and have her dress like an adult and feeling yeah. like she's trying to dress older than she is or like at least like trying to find out her style. Like, I feel like throughout the movie, I didn't really notice what they were wearing. They were just wearing clothes, you know? Okay. But with her, I was like, why are you wearing a tie and a trench coat, kid? She kind of dress she dresses like Doctor Who. She dresses she does like dress the like... Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> she is going to be like, what are we on now? 14th, 15th Doctor? I don't yeah. know. Hey, Doctor's a child. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Side note, funny. Anyway. Um, that would kill the, the incels, though. Oh, Not just the woman. A, a young, young woman. woman. <laughs> and it would kill them all. Yeah, all of them. Devastated. <laughs> I love edgy Doctor Who opinions. It makes me so happy. Me too. But yeah, it feels like she's just like figuring out her style and trying to dress more adult. Mm-hmm. That's a nice bit of environmental storytelling that I like. Yeah, definitely. Like, it feels like she wants to be bigger than who she physically is. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, that's just her entire story. She's just wanting, isn't mm-hmm. it? She's just wanting things. But do you know what? I do get from the, her performance that she wants to be an adult, which is weird because it's like a, a child portraying that, like the actress is like a teenager. That's yeah. really impressive. Yeah. I got that vibe from her performance. Very cool. She's she felt brilliant. mature. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you portray wizened, immortal being and also feeling like you're trapped in a kid's body? Very cool. And like a teenager, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We still have, so that's Sprite. We still have Icarus. And if we don't, if we get Icarus last, we're going to do a, a, a Karun section. <laughs> so it's still on the table. Yes. I can't believe we've only done half. Should we do the fan fiction part? Yeah. Alright, kiss, marry, kill. Because I can't give you Druig, because you'll choose Druig. I can't give you Icarus, he sucks. I can't give you Sprite. It's still good for you other people. Yeah, it's just... all right. Um, Cersei, Thena, Makari. Ooh. Um, Cersei, Thena, Makari. Okay, I'll... I'll marry Makari. She's just so fun. Mm-hmm. I love her. I'll kiss Thena, kill Cersei. Nice. Mm-hmm. What about you? Does she have the mad weary? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll marry Thena. Uh-huh. I'll uh-huh. take my chances. I'll, um... I'll kiss Cersei, kill Makari. Cool. Okay. But they're all good options. Mm-hmm. All right, kiss, marry, kill, Fastos, um, Gilgamesh, Kingo. Assuming they're all attracted to you. Yes. Okay. Um, Fastos, Gilgamesh. I'm going to try not to think about money, because obviously then you just go Kingo, because he's got money. Yeah. I'm going to try not to think about money. Yeah. I think I will marry... 
Have you got have you got Mary Fastos? Yeah. He's just a family man. Yeah. He's a domestic one. I mean they're all kind of all both Gilgamesh and Fastos are family guys. Yeah, yeah. And Carl I'll kiss Kingo kill Gil. Yeah, I probably agree. It's it's a good set. Yeah. 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 And obviously Mary Druig in every single yes. scenario. Yeah, it's it it was too I couldn't have him. <laughs> it's what you would do. I know. <laughs> Should you do the Hogwarts houses? Yes. Okay. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Fuck J.K. Rowling. As I said last episode, Harry Potter is mine. <laughs> yes, Margaret has claimed Harry Potter. So. I, I did write Harry Potter, and I support trans people, so. Mm-hmm. Um, if J.K. Rowling would like to do a duel at some I'll point. I'll meet at dawn. No, I, I'm, I'm bad at getting at up early. I'm bad at getting up early. Pistols at midday. Midday. Um, dusk? Pistols at Perhaps. dusk. Perhaps. Lovely. Great. I hope you win. I will. <laughs> If not, I'll scrap. <laughs> I'll win either way. Um, okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get the list up because I always forget who who, who exists. Okay. Um, Druig. Slytherin. Slytherin. Fastos. Ravenclaw. Yep. Thena. Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Gilgamesh. Gryffindor. Gryffindor as well. Makari. Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Kingo. <laughs> Too dumb to be at Hogwarts. Um, it could be a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff or a Gryffindor. Yeah. A lot of Gryffindors. Cersei. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Ajax. Hufflepuff as well. Lo- loyal. Yeah. Sprite. Slytherin. Slytherin. Icarus. Slytherin. Squid. Or is he a Peter Pettigrew who gets Gryffindor but you evil? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> My Hogwarts house is Voldemort. <laughs> yes. I realised the thing we wanted to do earlier that we forgot. It's what are all their accents in the UK? <gasps> yeah, so we did a fun game earlier of like where would the Shadowhunters be from if they lived in the UK? <laughs> yeah, for some reason in the cold open, whether it makes it in or not, we were doing a bunch of UK accents for mm-hmm. fun. And um, <laughs> we kind of got caught up with it. And so mm-hmm. that led to this. It sounds very out of context. But that's just kind of where we were. Yeah. So we thought if they all lived in regions of the UK, which has many accents, what accent would they have? Yes. Obviously, Druig is Irish. Yeah. He's going to be Irish. Yeah, we're going British Isles, aren't Yeah, we? British Isles, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Fastos? He's from, like, Kent. Oh, just like London. He's from London, but he's not Cockney. No. He sounds like us, probably. He's probably from, like, Chelsea or something. Yeah, maybe, probably. Maybe that's a bit too rich, but, you mm. know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Thena? Hmm. She might be Welsh, you know. Oh, I like I could, that. I could see you being South Wales. South Welsh, yeah. Thena. Angelina Jolie is now from <laughs> Barry. <laughs> Not Barry. Like. Um, well, Car- Cardiff. Cardiff, yeah. yeah. And we had Thena. Thena, do we? Thena, do we? Pour it up, Turnals, pour it up. Dween do and Kair Div. Gilgamesh. Manchester. Oh, yeah. Makari. Mm. I don't know if that... I suppose... Is Bristol. This, is this assuming she's, like, verbal? No, she's just not... This is, like, vibe. Oh, vibe. I see. Yeah. Bristol. Bristol. Yeah. That's very That's very good. Uh, Kingo? Oh, he's, like, um, Oxfordshire. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's... Yeah. Yeah, like, mid... Yeah. Yeah. He, he's Kensington. He is mm. Kensington, London. Yeah. 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 It's a nightmare about it. Mm-hmm. Cersei? Why do you think Cersei's also Welsh? 
I think go like Mid Wales though. Oh, it's like Brecon yeah. Beacons kind of way. Yeah, Mid Wales. Yeah, somewhere in like Powys, like Aberystwyth maybe. Oh yeah, that's nice. Um, Ajax. Why am I saying Yorkshire? <laughs> no, I can't. Salma Hayek is such a her... beautiful accent, and I'm just here like Yorkshire. I could see her being like a soft like Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? Well, like yeah. you only really hear it every now and then, but you hear it. Mm. No, she doesn't give me the vibe. I'm not gonna lie. No. I don't what? think she gives Yorkshire either. Maybe like Aberdeen. I, I, I was going to say, I could give her like Dundee. Edinburgh. 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 Edinburgh or Dundee, I could give her. Yeah. That sounds right. Um, Sprite? Liverpool. I'd give her Liverpool. She's Liverpool. She's Liverpool, yeah. Yeah. And obviously Icarus is Glasgow. <laughs> obviously. I actually don't know. Is that where Richard Madden's accent is from? I don't know, actually. Google where is Richard Madden from. Hmm. Oh, God, I don't know where that is. Uh, it's rural. Mm-hmm. It's near Glasgow. I'll take go. it. Everyone's, everyone's near Glasgow. <laughs> Scotland is near Glasgow. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's not going to make sense to anyone outside the mm-hmm. UK and to some people in the UK. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trust me when we say it's just the vibe. It's just pure vibe. Because mm-hmm. the UK has so many accents. Just and so many different vibes. Yeah. It's just it's just pure vibe, and it makes perfect sense. I swear. Yeah, we agree. Trust us. Yeah, two people said so, so it's true. Part of me is like, for people who don't live in the UK, who don't know what any of these accents are, like, should we have demonstrated? And I'm like, that wouldn't have worked out well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's enough accents out of us today. Like when we say Liverpool, does that make any sense? But I can't do a Liverpoolian accent. No, see, good. <laughs> The, the the instinct is to attempt it, and I don't think anyone. Wants I can't that. do Manchester either. I can't do Manchester. I just, I kind of know how Harry Styles speaks, but like I can't do Manchester. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Which of these characters do you think would like us? If Druid doesn't like me, I I I'll fly <laughs> into the sun. Rhiannon. I will fly into the sun. <laughs> he is. I love everyone but you. So it's one or the other. I'll be the I'll be the first bit then. <laughs> Great, love it. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've read enough fan fiction. I think he does like me quite you know a what? bit. I think I think you've earned it. I think he likes you quite a bit. <laughs> he likes me in the fan fiction. He's gonna marry you in the Pride and Prejudice fan fiction. Yeah. Once that last chapter comes out, I'm still waiting. Do you want to call him out? Ask him for it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who wrote it. <laughs> Whoever wrote the Eternal ZU Pride and Prejudice, you could have a look. Druig it, reader, it will say. Druig reader fan Give a shout fiction. out. Please finish it for Rhiannon. She needs her fix. I did. I made note of the link so I could keep checking. Great. Click on it. It'll, it'll say it above, uh, below the title. Um. Okay. So. Oh, okay. All right. A secondhand sorrow who wrote the um the fan fiction. You have bewitched me, body and soul. Please. <laughs> Please release a new chapter. When was the last time it was updated? January. End of January. Oh, and when did they start writing it? Um, November. Okay. Don't stress me out here. I Don't ho- stress I, me out I here. I hope they're just making it perfect. They better be just making it perfect. <laughs> oh I'm, no. I'm near the end. Like, we oh haven't done no. the hand bit yet. Oh no. <laughs> you can sometimes find them on Twitter. 
And they'll say like, and find them if they're updating it. I've I've done that before, and I found you? their Twitter where they're like, I'm struggling with writing, and I'm like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. It's okay. I'll I'll help. I'll yeah. help. <laughs> I'll write it for you. Help. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Fastos would like us. Mm. I think Thena would be alright with us. Yeah. I think she'd like how weird we are. I think she'd be like, I get confused too. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You guys seem weird. We are akin to children in her eyes. <laughs> we are Jack. <laughs> Do you know what? I think we all are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Gilgamesh would like us. Yeah, I think so. I think he'd find I think us so. sweet. I think Makari would be cool with us. Yeah. I don't think Kingo would like us. No, Kingo would have <laughs> no time for us. Whatever, kids. Yeah, no time. Cersei would like us. Ajax would like us. I don't think Sprite would like me, but I'm alright with that. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I don't think she'd like me either. No. No. And obviously Icarus. Bestie. Love us. He will love us. Best friend. A famous um, man who makes a lot of friends. Of course. Of course, yeah. Even his the, clo- the person he's closest to, Cersei, who is in love with him, doesn't seem to like him that much. <laughs> How would he like us? <laughs> I don't know. He'd fly into the sun with him. Alright, let's go. My favourite part of the fanfiction segment. Could we fight them? Oh my god, Margaret. So it's so it's no, right? Just no. <laughs> okay, hold up. Okay, okay, The answer is no. Save time, tell us who you'd be able to defeat, because no one else. What do you mean? I, I mean, <laughs> I'm presuming we're going to go through everyone and say, no, we could not fight them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm thinking, do we get rid of all their powers? And try and fight them. Oh, okay, sure. Or is it like, they have their powers, how much of a chance would we have? Or do we give ourselves superpowers in the situation and see how we do? I say take away the powers. Yeah. Because I don't think there's anyone we could defeat. I maybe, don't know. Maybe Ajax. The two of us combined could probably take <laughs> on Salma Hayek. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, let's depower them all. Because some of them have a vibe, a very intense vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like with Druig... Do you know what? Without a power, I think we could take him. Not not together. Or do you th- are we doing this together? I, I mean... S- I suppose it's the only way. We do everything together. <laughs> Fair enough. That checks out. Of course we're going to fight together. <laughs> but think about Barry Coogan's arms. Wait, don't you get distracted. But, but like... I'm sorry, I, I need a minute. <laughs> I don't think we could fight him. He, do you know what? He, Barry Coogan is an amateur boxer. Yeah, we're screwed. We're, we're fucked. We're so fucked. No, we're we fucked. could not fight Druig. I mean, I'll, I'll fight Druig. <laughs> I'll, I'll happily fight Druig. It will end Druig. up like that Magnus Alec fight scene where they just have sex. Can we fight Fastos? Yeah, he's a soft boy. We could fight Fastos. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's quite tall, but I think we could do it. Do you think? We've got to be lenient, otherwise we're not going to win anyway. Okay, yeah, fine. We can he's take a him. soft boy. We can take him. Fina... No. <laughs> Even without oh. any of her powers, it is a no. Yeah, we're fucked. Gilgamesh? No. Makari? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can fight her. Without a power, yeah. 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 Kingo? Oh. He has a lot what? of muscle. Kamal Nanjiani, he's the example everyone uses of beefing up for Marvel. Yeah. No. I'm not I'm not trying it. No. No. It's- Cersei? Yeah, I could fight Cersei. We could fight Cersei. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. easy. Ajax? Yeah, I think we could take her. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be harder than we think. I think she's scrappy. She is scrappy. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like she's strong as well. Yeah. I feel I, like, I don't know why, I just feel like Salma Hayek is strong. A lot of willpower, at least. Mm-hmm. I feel like with Cersei, she, like, grabs hair. Mm-hmm. And, like, while she's doing that, I'll get her in the gut. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I feel like I yeah. can distract her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel agree. like I could catch her off guard. Mm. Yeah, that's how we win. Sprite? Yeah, it's a child. It's a child. Fuck them Easy. kids. Easy. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Easy. Oh, that's not a fair fight. That's not a fun <laughs> victory. That's not a yes, we did it. But they could. That's a child abuse. They could still beat us, though. It's entirely... They are still a person. They could still kick the shit out of us. We are useless. We are... But, you know, so I'm going to take it as a victory that I think we could. Sure, okay. Icarus, have you seen Richard Madden? No. No. No, no, I mean, I'll fight him so that maybe we could fuck. I'd fuck Icarus. (laughs) Okay. But we would lose. We'd give it a go. We'd give it a valiant effort. One punch and we're down. One I punch f- each. I feel like with someone like Don Lee, it's one punch and we're down. I feel like with Icarus, we could last about 10 seconds. I think he'd mess with you. I think he'd kick your legs mm. out from under you. He'd play with you a bit. Yeah. Uh, but he it, he would make it seem like you're winning and then just get you. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. I love this game of could we fight them. <laughs> I think it's really fun. Side note, the answer for... Every single oh, person we've said is no, yes. right? We should say, even for like maybe legally, it would be no. We are both useless human beings. Mm-hmm. We it's are just both for fun. Skinny, anemic, uh-huh. anxious people. Yeah. We are fucked. The answer is no. I am not intending to fight any of these real life actors. Mm-hmm. And if I did, I would surely lose. However, this is just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> this is us being very lenient to ourselves. <laughs> we've got to be nice to ourselves sometimes. You've got to have a good day. Mm-hmm. What would their jobs be like? Okay, alright. What's the um what's the civil service equivalent of mind control? <laughs> Do you think there's a Prime department? <laughs> <laughs> no, he I mean, well, Druid, religious leader, I feel like he'd have a cult. Oh, he would start a cult. He's like Klaus, he? he's got a cult. Yes. And yeah. he'd get very annoyed at them very quickly. Yeah, and tries to run away from the cult. Yes. And the cult keeps following him. Love it. Yeah. Yes. Druig would have a cult. Yeah, that's his Where's job. Where's he getting his money from, though, to start this cult? We don't know. Great. No one knows. Probably embezzlement. Stunning. <laughs> Fastos. He's obviously a science boy, but what science? Engineer? Well, he's like... Uh, he's an engineer. He's an engineer. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah. Nice engineer. engineer. Lovely. Thena? Personal trainer. <laughs> Oh, she works at the gym. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Or like a bodyguard or something. Ooh, yeah. Fitness instructor. I that feel makes like sense. I feel like she is like a personal trainer in the day, and then she like bodyguards at night. <laughs> yeah, you know? for like a lesbian club. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. that bouncer. She's the bouncer at the door. <laughs> but she's cool. Can you imagine like Fina checking your ID and be like, no. Sorry, this is clearly <laughs> fake. You're too drunk. Can you walk in a straight line? <laughs> Can you stand on one leg? Try again in half an hour. Come, but... come back in a bit. Drink some water. Mm-hmm. Go to the spoons down the street. Get some water. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gilgamesh. Oh, he's a little chef, isn't he? Oh, little he's chef. a chef. Oh, oh, him and Thena are so cute. God damn it. I love them so much. He loves his wife. Mm-hmm. Yes. He cooks for them and it's adorable. Makari? Hmm. It sucks because we don't know that much <laughs> about her. <laughs> Cultivania. Druig has a cult and Makari is a thief. 
Everyone else makes an honest living. Yeah, and criminals. they just don't. I mean, I was going to say it sucks because we don't actually know that much about her. Like, mm-hmm. I guess maybe she likes artifacts. Maybe she's like an archaeologist. Yeah, that's nicer. That's nicer than thief. <laughs> she steals the artifacts she collects. Maybe she works like the British Museum and is like, one day I'll return these all to their rightful countries. That's what she's planning to do. Yes. Kingo, I mean, he's a movie star. Yeah. Bollywood actor. Lovely. Movie Sorted. First uh, of a trilogy. <laughs> Cersei? Oh, Ooh. we know she's a teacher. Yeah. Oh, like an environmental teacher. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bless her. Ajax? Like a nurse? Like a nurse. Yeah. Yeah. I could see her in like a hospital drama being like the the head nurse. I could see her playing a nurse. (gasps) I could see her in Grey's Anatomy. Yes. She plays a nurse. She's a nurse. She plays obviously a doctor at Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. She's like a a, a normal doctor who consults on Grey's Anatomy (gasps) for information. Yeah. Yeah. She pops in every so often and everyone's like, oh fuck. She helps in the writer's room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sprite. Child. School. (laughs) The job is child. I mean, I feel like she works at, like, Claire's on the weekends. Yes. She works at Hot Topic. Yeah. 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 Icarus. Icarus. He um, works at, like, a bar called The Sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, he's a, he's a politician. Yeah, he's a politician. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Not, not in a good, good way. Not He's Nigel Farage. Nigel Farage. Yes. <laughs> or like a, a lawyer. Yeah, I could see lawyer. Like, like a politician. shitty lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Skeezy lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hello. That's from the future again. Back. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Um, if you want to f- follow our socials, we are character.chaos on Instagram, characterchaos underscore on Twitter, and characterchaos on TikTok. Um, so feel free to follow us on there. Yeah. And thank you for listening to part one. Yeah. Come back for part two in two weeks' time. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.